7: Musical experience. Are
8: we on the air?
9: Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Are we rolling? Can you hear me now yep ready right. here we go three go on. two one you know me i've been around forever
7: i know him i know him this is the tony bruno show
2: here he is the godfather of sports radio here's tony bruno
9: let it roll baby let it roll. It is a week before Thanksgiving, and all through the house, not a turkey was stirring, except a bunch of louses on Twitter that I have to go in and lay the smacketh down on, Ms. Robin.
8: The smacketh down?
9: I'm slaying down the smacketh down to all the intolerant people out there who somehow think only their opinion matters. And it does. It matters as much as anybody else's opinion. But the difference, Robin, and I have tried to do for 50-plus years in this industry, is I try to get the facts first and then base my opinion on indisputable facts, not what I think I know, not what some politician or some schmuck on Twitter tells me what the facts are. Mm -hmm. That's all I do, and I try to do that. But we live in a different world now, and world... Where we escape all that noise every single day, right here on the Tony Bruno Sports Network. Thank you for, you know, logging in, downloading the app. Yes. Where now you too, regardless of where you live, in this great, in this in the entire the the planet. It's the only planet we have right now, until we colonize Mars, and then realize if we do and we go up there, we ain't coming back. So if you want a one-way trip ticket to Mars. Go right ahead. Start saving up now, though. I think they have S&H green stamps coming back in supermarkets so that if you collect enough or if you go to Publix or Giant or any of the supermarket chains, I think they should start giving chances out. Like on all the lotteries, you know, you go to the mm-hmm. big lottery machines yep. here in Florida where we are in Fort yeah. Myers broadcast. Which
8: one? which one am I You feeling. know, you get
9: $1 million a year for life, uh, t- five times the cash, and those machines scream at you which all the time. Which one's
8: speaking to me?
9: There should be... Your chance to go to Mars. How many people would buy like a dollar ticket to, to go win to Mars? the event? Well, you know, what's his name? Uh, Bezos has his own rocket ship right, where he was right, taking right. celebrities up. I think he stopped I, doing that lately.
8: I, I don't think he was going all the way to Mars, though. No, no, me. he
9: wasn't even, he was just going <laughs> up to where, you know, space. Yeah, he was just going. Not the final frontier, just no. high enough where you get weightlessness. Yes. And unfortunately, a lot of people who are riding on airplanes uh, enjoy that feeling of weightlessness. Because when they land, they're usually, uh, you know, if they crash land, they would make a a gigantic meteor. Because, you know, a lot of people are obese. That's my point here, Robin. So take care of yourself, people. Where are you going with this? Well, who doesn't want to be weightless when you're really, really, really overweight? Everybody wants to lose weight. Well, not everybody. Some people think it's okay to be unhealthy. You know, we do unhealthy things. But this isn't a show to preach to people. But well, I mean, it's, fun, it's true
8: like if if you have ever been overweight which i certainly have and i'm still struggling and i have struggled for most of my life um when you've when you are heavier when you get to the point where you realize that you just don't feel as good then you realize and you think of all these other people that are even heavier than you and you're like god just going up and down stairs and and being out of breath all the time exactly just it must be miserable and I and and I would love to have a find an easier way to become healthier. Well, don't eat. Well, no, that doesn't work.
9: Intermittent fasting.
8: Hey, Tony, you were talking about how um, you just like to keep people laughing. Keep it real. Keep, keep, it, keep it, real. it raw.
9: And as Sammy Sosa once said, so astutely, see, oh, that's, this see, thing is not up again. Robbie. You
8: didn't switch it over to the correct audio. I will do that in just a second. As isn't as
9: that I- your job as the producer, bottle washer, entrepreneur? <laughs> equipment manufacturer, a person who runs out in the darkness of night, uh, dodging falling trees during a storm, which knocked <laughs> the, the network off well, the air know, last night.
8: Tony Bruno, I, I, I would like to think that since I've shown it to you how to do it like a thousand times. You knew times. what was going on, Robin.
9: You knew I'm putting the final touches on today's broadcast uh-huh. and the excellent broadcast we hope it will be.
8: Ladies that, and gentlemen, Because feel I'm playing everything from your computer. Pain. Feel it. It's I, palpable. I, I, but I just wanted to, really quick, you were talking about how you just like to entertain the people, make them laugh, because that's what mm-hmm. it's all about, and that's what people need. Well, we got a wonderful email from um, a long-time Tony Bruno listener, Stephen Williams, who um, was talking about how much he enjoys the show, and he says, Please don't stop the Bruno. Don't stop the Bruno. And he actually sent us uh, items before he has sent us another Amazon gift card. We cannot thank him enough, but he also followed this up with a wonderful email saying that he's actually lost a lot of um, interest in sports because of everything that's going on. Um, he, he says, I care less and less about sports. I'm still an Eagles fan, always have been, but it's the zaniness the interesting Robin knowledge bits and the pop culture and hilarity that have me tuning in every single day. Um, well, so. and
9: that's what we're here for. We're not. I'm again. I'm not. I'm not curing cancer. I'm not changing the world. I can't stop stupid politicians from wasting our money, you know, on taxes and everything else. We all live in the same world. Yes. You know, and it, again, I, I after. I went after Pink yesterday on the air right, because she's a hypocrite. And then you have all these people attacking me because it was a fact that she was called out for her lies right. while she's here in right. Florida where we live and sending, uh, giving out banned books know, she's to people to- who don't even want to read any books. But she's giving out ban- allegedly banned books. And I- I've been ticked off about that. I don't care what Pink does. She has a I right know. to do whatever she wants. But when, you, claim but when you, that- you are debunked, when you are debunked, and even community notes on X says that what you're saying is not accurate, and then it doesn't matter... To media people mm-hmm. who all just continue to retweet the same lie, that's my that's my problem. I don't care about random people on on social media coming after me or disagreeing with me. I am mad about the media, which perpetuates lies it's as if they are fact. Yeah. If it's a fact, then you run with it. The same thing's going on in Philly with, you know, with the with the uh, with the Ubre story. Right. Kelly Ubre, the 76er player Correct. who was injured over last Saturday night when he was, now we know he was riding his bicycle and he right, has he a, BMX a BMX bike, bike and he lives in a condo and he only had moved into the city six days prior after being traded. because right. in
8: the video, in the TMZ video, you can see that his apartment or condo, whatever it is, still there's boxes everywhere. Exactly, and, he just, you know, moved,
9: he just to moved to a moved new in. city and so he's out on a Saturday night on his BMX bike and, you know, it's it's tough in cities now. Mm-hmm. But he was in the middle of the town where there are, absolute cameras everywhere, everywhere, especially in front of the Academy of Music. Right. So again, I'm not trying to pass judgment. I don't know what he was doing. I'm not accusing him of doing anything wrong. All I know is that the story just didn't make sense in this day and age where everything is on camera, especially in a downtown At area. At 7
8: p.m., there would have been witnesses. There yeah, would and have it's been just starting video. to get dark
9: around 6, 7 o'clock, and that's the bottom line. And so people have a right, because you worry about an athlete especially a good player who just gets on the team yeah. that you follow, or even if you don't, if you're an NBA fan, period, and you say, what's going on here? And then somehow TMZ gets the ring phone, the ring camera mm-hmm. of his apartment. Video, cam- yeah, video that, yeah. that when ha- people have a ring camera, it's mm-hmm. recording. Yep. And so obviously somebody got that video to TMZ and ran it. And in the video, you see Kelly Oubre, a disheveled, but mm-hmm. he still wheels his bike into his apartment and his wife is, and he's breathing heavily and he's obviously not feeling well, right. and his wife yells out, are you okay? And he says clearly in the video, I got hit by a car. Now, and that was the story that was circulated, right. but I think the problem this story has caused a lot of controversy and people making stuff up and running with all crazy conspiracy theories is because there isn't a tape. And if there was a tape to confirm that he was hit by a car mm-hmm. and maybe he was I don't mean run over but even if a guy made a turn and hit his and, m- and he fell down yeah. luckily he wasn't seriously injured because the initial reports were he had broken ribs and, and legs and and so that's the problem with people just trying to get the story first right. But not get it well, right. Well, there was
8: also a rumor that, that one of the stories that came out, like, oh, there was a domestic disturbance. And the video that was on TMZ was clearly released by themselves to prove that there was no domestic disturbance. He came home like that. Nothing happened. His wife didn't do anything. Exactly. And, you know, those things are important. Like And and like you said, people just make up shit. They just like... And that's they,
9: the world we live in. Yeah. And, it's, and all these people with podcasts and who aren't journalists and don't care about facts... They want to run with it first, not accurately. And that's what I despise. You know, as someone who actually was a journalist and got into this business to, to learn journalism and broadcast journalism... It, it, it offends me, even though I'm technically not a journalist. But if there's a news story that breaks out, I'm going to go out there and get the you facts. You are
8: a journalist at heart. Like, that's your ground. If I see a fire or something, what do I
9: do? I get the five W's. Right. And this is what every person who wants to be a journalist or wants to do news or anything else that requires actual facts before you present well, the story. this is
8: a really good example. We got a text um, early this morning, very – actually, it was late last night um, – Regarding this particular story, and I showed it to you this morning, and I said, "Do you want to run with this?" And you said, "No, I don't want to run with this yet because I don't have all the facts." And Mm -hmm. I this this particular source, although, um, you know, we've used him before, and he's reliable. We he didn't even have it one hundred percent correct. So
9: because everybody thinks they have a source or some. The bottom line is this: it's a simple story. Kelly Oubre is okay. He's six foot seven. He was obviously riding his e- BMX bike mm-hmm. on Broad Street in Center City, Philadelphia on a Saturday night at 7 p.m. Not exactly 3 a.m. coming right. out of a bar. Right. You know, and they didn't play that night. And so he gets hurt. And then the story is he's in the hospital and has broken ribs and all these other things that people throw out there when it wasn't true that he had broken Now he bruised ribs mm-hmm. and obviously he was sore. Yep. If you get hit by it, you're riding your bike. Somebody hits you, and so he tells his wife he got hit by a bike. But I think this story started started getting legs, and the conspiracy theorists started coming out of the woodwork when there was no video available. And the local media, you know, some of them are like, why are you questioning Kelly Oubre? Because we're not questioning Kelly Oubre. The media's job is to find out why there was no videotape. And if there's no videotape, then why wasn't there a videotape even if, if he was whether he was hit or not hit? So that leads to reckless speculation and people making shit up, which happens all the time. Yes. And so I think the concern of if the, how can there be no video is what caused all of these mm-hmm. conspiracy theories. I don't know what happened to him. Well, I still know- don't know, but we know the 76ers refused to discuss it.
8: Correct, and we do know also that, per our source, the one thing that we can disclose for sure is that he now has a lawyer, and he has agreed to speak to police, but um, not without his lawyer present.
9: So that's the only. That's the only thing. But I don't know why he would need to to uh, to to lawyer up if all he can say is this is what happened to me. You know, there was a you car know, and, and hit me. I think, in but this he day and doesn't age. have to tell anybody whether you know there's spec. Oh, it was a drug deal. Oh, he was he was involved with another man, and that's what bothers me because people can run with that, and oh, some people will believe it. I know, and they'll put it all over the internet. It's crazy all over the internet. Well, I
8: think that it is it's it's a game of who got the story first. So people will plastic you know, throw things up against the wall. And it's unfair to Kelly hope, It's absolutely unfair. And they'll they'll hope it sticks and then if their their conspiracy theory or wild crazy story happens happens to be true, then they can say, see, I had it first. I had it first. Exactly. And, and that's what
9: happens. Now you got all these people with podcasts. And listen, I don't care about it. You can have a million. You can have any podcast you want. It's growing. A lot of people who started out on TikTok are ma- finding ways to make money. But the one thing that you don't need to have if you go on social media is any kind of credibility or no, background. No. Anybody can do it. And a lot of people go on there, especially politics, you know, they all beat the same drum. I'm telling you, the, the pink people having all legitimate media even after she was discredited, still running with she look what she's doing in Florida. She's handing out books to kids. Banned books. Guess what? She's not handing out the banned books
1: to kids that were really banned.
8: Right. She's handing out like To Kill a Mockingbird and uh, Huckleberry Finn, which are the claim is that those were banned, which they are not. No, you can still go into any library or go into a store. The one and the the uh, ones that are banned are the sexually explicit, graphic.
9: Exactly. For
8: I mean, I looked at it. I'm like. this is pornography. This is, like, not that there's anything wrong with that. For adults, I have no, no problem. No, even for
9: adults, it's, like, disgusting. No, I, when I was a When that's I was saying. a teenager, if I saw a Playboy and I saw, like, a woman naked, you know, that was a big deal. I know. This is not women or men naked. And this no. is, by the way, this is what they want to show kids. Yes. I don't care consenting adults what they do.
8: That's they never point. have. My point is, is that if you're an adult and you want to buy this and watch it or read it, that's fine. But children... Who are very impressionable? They should not have those. They should not have the awareness of that. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be aware of their bodies. They shouldn't be aware of you know what's what and what you shouldn't shouldn't do. But those books, that's pornography that puts things in their heads that they are not, they are not um, mentally capable of grasping yet, and it it affects them exactly I mean like you don't you remember like if you were if you were under the age of 16 and you got a hold of some kind of uh, naked lit like, don't you remember that don't you remember that for the rest of your life of course like I remember when I'm might I must have been like 12 years old or something like that one of my girlfriend's brothers found an actual like photographic porn magazine and brought it home and we were I, that will stick with me for the rest like those images are ingrained Don't say in my porn brain.
9: images and stick with you because uh, a lot of kids growing up <laughs> no, 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 no. thinking- you know they would have it in the under they would find it in their house you know mom dad had a playboy <laughs> I'm subscription saying that
8: it is those images are forever burned in exactly. my brain because and they shouldn't have been at that age Exactly. Enough about
9: that. So that's not what our mission is here. Our mission is to have fun. We want to have fun.
8: We got Thursday night football. And wait, if you are having fun and like Stephen Williams, you would like to donate something to the show, please feel free. We were we have an Amazon wish list which will be up on our um, and all the money goes goes into equipping our (laughs) and
9: and hiring some interns because interns don't want to work for free anymore. Now we live in a world where interns, especially in media would always love to come into a studio, answer phones, and many of them who started answering phones and coming in and watching if they were interested in what you're doing and mm-hmm. they perhaps want to do it one day, they would say, uh, that's invaluable, invaluable stuff. you know. And that's how I started. I wasn't an intern, but I got a job, and I, I bas- did basic stuff. I wrote news. I did newscast in the middle of the night. So uh, anyway, enough about that. We will put the money back into the studio. We've had great people sending us stuff. AJ in San Antonio has been one of our best, and we don't beg for money or any any of that stuff. But Robin puts up an Amazon wish list, and uh, we did get the uh, we did though get the the rally. Now they're banging next door. Yeah, we got the uh,
8: the wonderful rally uh, possum.
9: Rally possum from
8: Texas Tech, and I love it. Um, and we will go to phone calls in just a minute. I know people are already calling in. I just wanted to um, go over text. We've been inundated with text even before the show started.
9: And that's the good thing about the show. If we're not here, you can leave a text, you can leave a voicemail, but when we're live, when we're live, we are here, and you, we can take your calls at 844-644-TONY, 844 844-644- 644 8669 for text and calls I'm seeing live video now from Las Vegas, of course, where they got the big formula one race coming up. Right. And it's bizarre looking at the strip and they have it all cordoned off like they do. And oh, I need to, you you know, I need to
8: pull up some photographs, but now
9: the Mercedes AMG safety car mm-hmm. sends it down the strip for the first time. And it's, it's exciting. You know, you've seen the Strip, and, and all the streets are cordoned off. It looks like San Francisco, except the President Xi of China is not coming in, and nobody's waving Chinese flags in Vegas, at least not that I can see. So that's an awesome event. It's been raining out there. It's been raining here in Florida. And so they'll get it done, and it'll be exciting to watch. The Formula One Grand Prix in Las Vegas for the first time ever. Obviously living in California for all those years. One of the, the, the Long Beach Grand Prix was another one of those great events. You know, people love that stuff, and they have to have the concrete barricades up. And speaking of racing, I'm going to take this moment now to acknowledge another big loss in broadcasting and in sports in particular. The legendary voice of NASCAR, Hall of Famer Ken Squire, passed away last night up in his home in Vermont at the age of 88. And you know, I know you say, well, I'm not a NASCAR fan, I'm not a NASCAR. but NASCAR, now think of this. NASCAR, when I lived in Birmingham for a couple of years, I mean, NASCAR, the Winston Cup, that was the big thing. That was the big thing back in the day. You know, the, the, uh, the Talladega boys, the Labonte brothers, all the families. So back in the 70s and 80s, NASCAR was primarily a Southern sport. But then you had Ken Squire, grew up in Vermont, worked at his dad's radio station, became a broadcaster, and then opened up a racetrack up there in Vermont called Thunder Road, his own racetrack. So he is one of the originals. And he's the, the. when you talk about legends of NASCAR, we talk about the drivers. But remember, if it's not for Ken Squire, the Daytona 500 would never have been on TV live. Back in the day, they would tape those races, uh-huh. and then Wide World of Sports on Saturday would clip them and put them on the air, and you'd see it. But he did the very first major, major Daytona 500 that was broadcast live The 1979 Daytona 500, which had one of the most bizarre finishes, and he called it brilliantly. And the one thing about Ken Squire at CBS, classic calls, he had a lot of signature phrases, the great American race. He's the guy that came up calling it the great American race. He also, the one thing he explained, and I think this is why he really touched home and why NASCAR blew up back in those days, once it was on live TV. It wasn't just a southern sport anymore, tracks all over the country, With NASCAR, and so Thunder Road, big deal. Then he was the broadcaster for CBS for many, many decades, and he would use terms like "it's a common," "it's common men doing uncommon things." Mm, And so he was a deep thinker. He said so many great things, and that's why people tuned into him. Because you remember, you know, when you saw the NASCARs back in the seventies, they looked like regular cars. You know, that were souped up. Yeah. But now, you know, these things have all kinds of jet propulsion and not, not really jet propulsion, but the safety and all the stuff that's going into cars now after the death of some legendary drivers, the res- you know, the, the, the restrictor plates, the harnesses, the way to keep these guys alive when they crash into walls going 300 miles an hour. Ken Squire was the originator and we lost a great Of course, Mike Joy came after him, and then Ned Jarrett and Dale Jarrett. So you don't have to like NASCAR to acknowledge the greatness and the legendary status. Hall of Famer Ken Squire leaves at the age of 88. So I want to acknowledge that when we're talking about racing in the F1 Grand Prix in uh, Las Vegas this weekend. So meanwhile, we got a lot of stuff today, too. Yes, we do. Do we we have time to do this breaking news story right now? Uh, Yeah. Because I think while we're talking sports... Now, I don't know how legit, I know it's legit, legitimately from the, from, the, uh, from the X account of a friend of mine, a man who I've been with, hanging in L.A., back in the day, photographed with, guest on the Best Damn Sports Show, and a mm-hmm. big fan, Snoop Dogg. I don't know if you heard this. This is breaking news, Robin, and you know what we do on the show when news breaks? Uh-huh. We fix it. Don't start playing it yet. Nope. I want to read the tweet or the X, whatever they call it. Snoop Dogg post today on his X account. After much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. Please respect my privacy at this time. And now you see Snoop Dogg, who is—I mean, before she was Cheech and Chong, but right. the modern-day granddaddy of weed consumption is Snoop Dogg. Yeah. But Snoop Dogg now saying that he's giving up smoke. And please respect my privacy at this time.
8: You know what I'm I'm predicting here? I'm throwing up against the wall. This is a theory that I'm throwing against the wall. And if I'm right, then I'll be able to say... I think, I think I we're on the
9: same wavelength here. I
8: think he has a new product out.
9: Exactly right. And,
8: and it's going to be something. <laughs> and it's going to be like a non-smoking weed. Well, when
9: I think of Snoop and non-smoking, this is the all-time greatest Snoop song in my humble opinion. When you go back... He wasn't smoking, he was smoking, but he was sipping on gin and juice. Laid back, got my mind on my money and my money on my mind. You know what I'm saying? Let's roll one out today for Snoop. Sing it bro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: With so much drama in the LBC, it's kinda hard being Snoop D-O-double G. But I, somehow, way <laughs> keep coming up with funky ass hits like every single day. Yeah. May, I. Kick a little something for the G's And make a few ends as I breeze Through two in the morning And the 40 still jumping Cause my mama ain't home I got some bricks in the living room Getting it on And they ain't leaving Till six in the so morning. morning So what you gonna do? <laughs> I got a pocket full of rubbers And my homeboys do too So turn off Save the lights And blow the oh deck yeah. Full of, of robbers we don't Yeah So we gon' blow out to up, freeze up for a second now. Bounce to this. Rolling
4: down the street, in,
7: and on and juice.
9: Lay back, got my, my mind go on my money, on my money, on my mind.
7: Rolling down the street. <laughs>
9: So he was smoking Indo back then, too. Yes. But they were sipping on gin and juice. And I believe he's coming out with a new Indo-flavored gin and juice product. Because Snoop is everywhere.
8: You going to a liquor yeah. store. He's, oh, got, he's got his own wines, his own Actually, vodka, everything. A, when we lived in New Jersey, there was a liquor store that every single time I went into that damn store, Snoop scared the crap out of me because there was... A the life-size... The, have life-s- him
9: pipping his vodka. <laughs> and then
8: walk into the And door.
9: then tequila. <laughs> like, oh. And then wine on the crime... You know, 19 Crimes... I mean, yes. nobody's got more endorsement. He's, he's doing Coronas on the beach. I, I mean,
8: nobody what, has what been bigger than... What you think the than, chances are that he's really given up smoke? You know this is some product that he's pimping. Wait
9: a minute. You're not believing a man who, in his own words, said after much consideration and conversation with... This is a quote with his family. I've decided to give up smoke. And I, <laughs> this is my favorite part. This is why I know it's, it's not real. I mean, he really said it. Please my respect my privacy at this time, yeah. as Snoop will be in every club, probably in Vegas this weekend. He'll be everywhere at concerts and venues, because the one thing about Snoop, everybody loves Snoop. Yep. I mean, everybody loves Snoop.
8: I, I'm sorry, Snoop D-O-double-G, but Three I'm not buying it. We stayed midnight
9: in Houston at the yeah. Super Bowl, because Snoop was supposed to come on at 10, Ugh. and then they had an opening act. I said, I want to see Snoop, man. I don't care. I got to get up early in the morning to do my show. And Snoop comes in when he wants to come in. He
8: came in like 2 a.m. Yeah, he didn't and show we, up till 2 a.m. He did not make it that late. No. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing it up against the wall, Tony. That's my my prediction. It's within I don't know how long, but he's going to have a new product out that's going to be some kind of smoke, exactly. smokeless. Weed.
9: No, there won't be any smokeless weed, Robin. We have vape he for that. He said
8: he's giving up smoke. I'm saying that there's going to, it's because even vape has like, vape. I'm saying there's something. Oh, yeah. It's got to
9: be a new product. And if it is a new product, everybody's going to buy it when Snoop sells it. You know what I'm saying?
8: Yes. Um, The other. uh, So I
9: want people to guess. We should do a contest here. Guess what the new. First of all, you have to, let's assume that Snoop is serious and he's giving up smoke. Right. And he wants us to respect his, not authority, but his privacy at this particular time. What do you think Snoop is cooking up right now? Oh. What Snoop got up his sleeve next?
8: If you can, uh, if you have any suggestions as to what Snoop might be pimping soon, text us at 844 644 Tony. That's eight four four six four four eight six six nine. Let us
9: exactly because this is me a me show of the people. Thought. We t- we put it out to the people.
8: Yes, and so um, coming up today. We have the fabulous Bill Schoening.
9: Bill Schoening, the voice and the longtime historic voice. Yes. I don't want to make him sound like he's really old. He's younger than me. Yeah, But Bill Schoening, who has been doing the San Antonio Spurs since 2001, and he's a great friend, another Philly guy. I am mm. not put him on because he's a Philly guy. No. But, but he, it doesn't hurt.
8: It doesn't hurt. And we are also going to be debuting one of his new songs. regarding like it's his Yeah, he's Philly not just
9: some play-by-play yeah. guy.
8: He's, he has a great voice. He writes He music. sings.
9: He writes stories He's, and songs. He has a, he has a book, book out on Amazon. So my. Miss <laughs> uh, we'll Robin will have me. a Florida update today. And all you women out there, this is a story that you have to hear to believe. Yeah. Florida. And maybe you feel the same way. And then later on in the 5 o'clock hour, Hall of Famer Warren Moon, one of our great friends, will be joining us here on the show. So a big yes. Thursday. We'll get the Thursday night game, all the NFL, NBA news, and everything else you need. To get your day going and keep it going into the afternoon hours. We taking a break here, Robin.
8: Yes, we we'll are. Wait, give, me, me, a give um, me a little more Snoop. Give me a little more Snoop. Oh, I just gotta got to go out with Snoop. I'm sorry, I just. How do I you not don't... have when we
9: not have Snoop in the thing? I
8: had it, and then I. Took it down after I played it. Um, But just really quick regarding Warren, the great play-action reel out in Arizona. He says, what up, Thirsty Thursday? I love Warren Moon. He's my favorite all-time quarterback. I'm sure you'll talk to him about C.J. Stroud. We'll talk about everything,
9: including his induction. And I have to apologize to the people in Houston. Because when I saw that he had been inducted into the Houston Hall of Fame, Mm -hmm. Houston, Texas. I said, what, what took them so long to put you in there? And then I got all these people coming at me. Well, they just started it. So excuse me, and I'm wrong. And I corrected myself. Because Houston has had some so many great athletes in all sports. Why did they wait till like a couple of years ago to start a Houston Sports Hall of Fame? And again, I'm not knocking them. I'm glad they did it. But, you know, I emceed I the Florida Sports Hall of Fame. Big ceremony just a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. It was actually a year, a little over a year ago in Miami. And I think every city should have a local sports hall yeah, of fame. The
8: Florida hall of fame. You were one of the. Uh, the, the I was pe- the MC. MC. Two years ago. Was it two years ago? Three years ago?
9: It was, I don't know, it was not that long ago, yeah. Robin. And I wasn't working the ones and twos, though. Make my day. This isn't Snoop, though, Robin.
8: No. I know it's not Snoop. I told you. I had already gotten rid of that off of my screen. I had this ready to go, and we need to go to break, so I didn't have time.
9: Jesus, Robin. See what I have to put up every day, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) We're coming right back. We'll take your calls, too. 844-644-TONY. 844-644-8669. What's Snoop cooking up right now? You know what I'm saying? Coming right back. It's Tony Bruno the Tony Bruno Sports Network on a thirsty week before Thanksgiving Thursday, yo. Make my day.
7: I
5: your
7: booty on the You're listening to Tony Bruto's Sports Network. Tony didn't event sports radio. He perfected it.
4: now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-503-2031. That's 800-503-2031. What do you have to lose? Call 800-503-2031. Again, 800-503-2031.
3: Imagine it's the last ride but. your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBS-C, are taking you for a ride. What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way? Or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about treating it with Linzess, linaclitide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBS-C in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination not individually.
1: Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling.
3: Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S.
10: Hey, you know what I don't get? Why is that company always telling you to just do what? What is it? To just look like everybody else? Or maybe just pay way too much for your shoes? Well, at Skechers, we know what we want you to do. Just slip in. That's right. Just slip in to do hands-free Skechers slip-ins. Why? Because slip-ins are the easiest, most comfortable shoes ever. You don't have to bend down to put them on. You don't even have to touch them. Find slip-ins for the whole family at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold.
1: When you use the AccuWeather app, you'll see one thing you don't see in any other weather app. AccuWeather's exclusive Real Feel Temperature. Real Feel Sun and Real Feel Shade Temperatures combine more than a dozen factors to provide an accurate measure of how weather conditions really feel to an appropriately dressed person. Only the AccuWeather Real Feel Temperatures Index includes sunshine, rain, and all factors that affect how air feels. Download the AccuWeather app in the App Store, Google Play, or at AccuWeather.com to feel the impact of Real Feel today.
7: Now back to the biggest sports network on the planet, the Tony Bruno Sports Network.
1: Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. rocking
9: my making the tears down like a monsoon. Thirsty Thursday, I'm not gonna knock you out. Unless you really get aggressive and you come at me, bro. I'll be like that congressman from Oklahoma gets up and says to the Teamster guy, come on, let's go right now.
8: <laughs> he was like, he already is taking his rings off.
9: <laughs> I'm like dude. I would have taken my pants off. We need more of that in our Congress. We need guys throwing down like they do in Europe. You ever see there's some of these countries? Oh, yeah. Like, like full out pure six brawls. I know. You know what I'm saying?
8: Now we have a we have a text from Coach Paul in Bethlehem PA saying thank you Tony for mentioning the passing of Ken Squire I'm a big race fan, and saw the news earlier today. the the He broadcast the fight at Daytona in '79. Yes, after yeah, the after the race of ended, fight.
9: you talk about rubbing the metal, rubbing the. I mean, those guys used to crash put each other into the walls. Oh yeah. I mean, then there was a brawl at the end of that Daytona 500, Sweet. and Ken Squire brilliantly called it.
8: Um. Now we got. I, I actually got a uh, on my my own cell phone. I got a text message from. Uh, Angel Martinez from Martinez and Company today. Mm-hmm. What did he say? He said, Hey, Miss Robin, I'm listening to the replay from The Best of Tony where you guys were talking about COVID and stuff. And then you mentioned that Tony is an ordained minister. Does that mean that he could literally marry Debbie and I next year?
9: I could marry anybody for, you know, and if you're a good, close personal friend, you know, I'll, I'll give it, I'll do it free. But I am ordained. I have the license plate. Yep. I have all the important stuff. The minister. I have, uh, I don't have a cross, though, because if I touch it, I'll well, go up in flames. Well, this is a non-denominational Yeah, this is non-denominational. Minister. But I am still ordained yeah, like to perform. I, can, could, I, I don't know if I can marry myself, though. No, can I do that, Rob? you can't do that. Why can't, if you're a minister, why can't you administer the, the oath to yourself?
8: Because it has to be somebody else.
9: Why? Why not change the rules? <laughs> I can I marry know. myself, and then I can divorce myself. should go that way. By the way, people checking in on the text, our good friend Blind Mike... He says, yo, it's Blind Mike. I know what he's doing. Speaking of Snoop Dogg, he's putting out weed, smoke, residue, whiskey, rassi, whiskey. So he's doing a combination of all the different gins and juices and then the weed residue. And then you slap it up, flip it, and you rub it down.
8: I'm sorry. That just made me throw up a little bit in my mouth.
9: You know, people will do anything. (laughs) People will drink anything these days. I'm
8: (laughs) picturing bong water whiskey, and I'm like, no, 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 no.
9: Oh, man. Update, Ottawa, 4-1 Ottawa. Is there an afternoon hockey game today that I don't know about? Yo, Bruno, we got live hockey action. 3 nothing Senators versus your Detroit. Well, it must be our buddy, Steve in Detroit, who never... E- you got to tell us who you are. So I just deduced it from realizing that there is live hockey action Oh, they're in Sweden. They're playing this game. Why the hell is the NHL going to Sweden now? Not that there's anything wrong. There's a lot of hot... The Swedish bikini team's there, and they're blondes. But there's
8: great players from over there, too. I mean, they have winter all year long. I
9: know that, but this is the National Hockey League, Mm -hmm. and they're playing a game in Sweden, Ottawa versus the Detroit Red Wings.
8: Why wouldn't they do that when we are trying to bring american football all over the place then i'm not saying that they shouldn't i just want to know why that's all i'm asking because it it's a simple sense. question that makes more sense no it than, doesn't
9: yes detroit is hockey town ottawa come on man
8: norway a lot of hockey
5: I know,
9: Robin. I've covered hockey in the Olympics in 1984 in Sarajevo, Yugoslavia, in empty rinks where it costs $3 to get in and see some of the greatest players from all over the world. I'm well aware of the history of of hockey, international hockey, that when you win a championship, you are, in fact, winning a world championship. We talked about this with God Hastings the other day. The NBA championship... In all, in, in, for all intents and purposes, is now a legitimate world yes. championship. Because the best players, now there are other leagues, but none of the great players go to these other leagues until they're either retired or young or trying to right. move up. But the, the NBA is truly
8: they're recruiting America's, from all, yeah.
9: and these, these countries, they're all playing basketball, and they've gotten good at it mm-hmm. from all over the world, and now they're becoming top draft picks yeah. in the NBA.
8: And they've figured out how to breed really tall people.
9: Well, I think if you get one tall person and then you get another tall person and you breed them, you're not going to get a small me? person, a little person, whatever they like, call them.
8: Correct me out there if I'm wrong, but I don't know of any Dutch basketball player. And the Dutch are known to be really tall. I think there are. We, I think really? we did
9: this once and we we know there's a lot of Dutch baseball players, right. but most of them are in Curacao you yeah. know, and, and over there in the Dutch West Indies. And Curacao, where we've been... You know, they play on dirt fields. They're not playing on manicured fields like you see here in the States with all these colleges that have unbelievable...
8: They learn how to do it rough, and then they come over here... Who doesn't
9: doesn't like it? Sometimes I like it rough. (laughs) As the great... uh, You know who sang that, Robin?
8: Sometimes I like it rough?
9: Yes, I'm talking about a woman.
8: Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I will... Oh, I I
9: really... I hate to do it to you this early in the program, Robin. I really do, because you've been working your ass off. But I got to give you one of these this early in the show, and I think people will agree. I'll give myself one of these too. But we're getting a call right now on the uh, actual phone ah, number. Ah, yes, eight eight eight. let's see if six44 888- Tony. Let's go to the let's go to the phones. Who's there? Hello.
6: It is me. <sighs> uh, it is Pete? It is Pete Shepard oh my oh
9: my son. No like you my, sound I uh, see and I just restarted. See, Robin the damn just phone. restarted it as you told us, Pete, but now you're still okay, sounding I'm like call you back, Pete. Like you're low key faded. It reminds me of when when Zeke was with the Cowboys. Remember when at one time he cut he did a video? He's like, I'm low key faded, bro. Low key faded. Not low key on the Disney Channel. But by the way, somebody did that I think that was Pete Shepard uh, checking in. And we actually got a, uh, a text message about Pete. Did you see the text message, Robin?
8: Well, there was Pete Hello. checking in. But no, here. no, yeah.
9: somebody, no. There was a message. Pete, are you there now?
6: I'm here, yeah. Here
9: oh, you there I'm he clear. is. He sounds great, yeah. man. Now, there was yeah. a text earlier, and I don't think it was from you. Somebody texted in uh, just before we went on the air, and they said, Hello, it's Pete Shepard, and I'm giving up pizza.
8: Yeah, that was Respe-
9: Oh, did that you write me. that about it's yourself, Pete?
8: Breaking news, Pete <laughs> Shepard is a- giving up pizza. Please respect my privacy. Please respect
9: though. my privacy.
8: <laughs> <laughs> I thought
9: it was somebody making fun of you, Pete, and I knew nobody would no, do that because they love you in Boston, they love you here in Southwest uh, Florida. Uh,
6: no, I was making fun of myself because of the Snoop Dogg <laughs> yeah. story. That's hysterical to me. Do you they buy just, the like,
9: Snoop Dogg story Do you think he's giving up smoke?
6: I think you're both on the same page, Miss Robin, and you. I, I think I some kind. Remember, remember how people that couldn't understand how some steroids were the clear and the cream. Yes. I think he's got some kind of a, a body rub that's going to get you stoned that way,
5: where hmm. you don't have to
6: smoke it. That's why I'm going with that theory.
9: I think smoking <laughs> is bad. Don't smoke weed, kids. Don't smoke cigarettes. Don't cigars don't vape. Fine, All that stuff's bad for you, kids. Take it from me. Cigars are fine. Cigars cigar are fine though, unless tell. you don't unless you inhale it. Why do you inhale it? Yes. I mean, no, anybody I who inhales inhale inhale. a cigar is just That's
6: stupid. Certain. No, you're a moron if you inhale this cigars. This is what
8: I you right. what you I know. think <laughs> I know what it is because there's gummies are already out, yep. there's edibles, There's th- those creams are already out as well. What
9: about suppositories? Will they work? <laughs> If you go in from the other end, instead of the exit, it becomes an entrance and you put that thing in there like one of those fleet enemas. Remember sure when that would they work. when the Boston Garden they changed the name to the Fleet Center?
8: Yeah, that's bad. Yeah.
9: You remember that? And I I refer to it as the Fleet Enema Center when I was doing updates from Boston. <laughs>
6: There was the name of a bank at the time. But I know. Yeah, I could see that. Yes, but, you're, you're absolutely
8: right. I'm, this is what I'm predicting. I'm, I'm thinking um, I've never seen this before, and I could see him doing something like this. I'm thinking that you know how those – what are those um, Those breath strips that you put on your tongue and they dissolve?
6: What? Oh yes, yes, yes. Right. They're They're not breasts. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
8: I know what you mean. Yeah. I'm thinking that he's. Good theory. I think he's going to do weed strips, like you just weed strips. You you put it on your top. Not landing strips. They do
9: that at the uh, that they at the the, the, right around the corner. Here we got a Brazilian waxing place. You know what I mean? Yeah.
6: No, that's, that's a good theory, Robert, because uh, that, will, that will infiltrate the bloodstream, your bloodstream, yeah. uh, quicker exactly. than anything. You know? yeah, yeah. That's why, you know, uh, back in the day when I did my heroin, I'd always shoot you know, the- <laughs> <laughs> you know,
9: always. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Pete Shepard. You hear him here from 7 to 10 every morning on the Tony Bruno Sports Network. You know him from uh, Boston, and you know that yeah. he had the Celtics last night and got another W. <laughs>
6: I've had the Celtics, and I had uh, Miami of Ohio. I've had Bowling Green, but I'm calling right now. A couple things: one there's the, 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 talk, the hockey thing that's going on, um, and I forgot to actually mention this one. It's the NHL's Global Series in Sweden. Oh, I did not so know a- that. Yeah, they're doing a they're doing a thing. So um, they're playing Detroit today. Ottawa is, and then the Minnesota Wild are going to play on Saturday against Detroit, and then the Maple Leafs uh, later on this week too. So I just. You know, nobody's watching. They didn't really promote it. I, you know, I don't think many people, unless you're betting shekels, and I didn't, Out Ottawa and Senator, by the way, Ottawa's leading 4-2 to two in the second period. That is but, good.
9: overseas action from but, Sweden. And by the way... I
6: know you got a big show today, but the other thing that's just yeah. happening right now, here's a statement from the University of Michigan. I don't know if you saw this. Yeah,
9: it's you saw 20 it. 20 so he, he is, it, it. you were right, but prematurely. Uh, no, you were right, uh, but not immediately.
6: Well, here's the thing. This morning, the university – this is a statement. This morning, the university, Coach Harbaugh, and the Big Ten resolved their pending litigation. The conference agreed to close its investigation, and the university and Coach Harbaugh agreed to accept the three-game suspension. Coach Harbaugh, with the university's support, decided to accept this sanction to return the focus to our student-athletes (laughs) – and their performance on the field. And the conference has confirmed it is not aware of any information suggesting Coach Harbaugh's involvement in the allegations. The university continues to cooperate fully with the NCAA's investigation. You know what this says to me? This says to me a whole lot of shit was about to be revealed against this team and against the Big Ten. And uh, I cannot believe that after everything they have said, which they've never come out and said they didn't do anything. They never really denied anything. They just kind of ignored it. But this tells me that there was a lot more stuff ready to come out at the hearing at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. And now we're not going to hear it. They called of it. off These the dogs. dogs. That's
9: right. They called they're, off the they, jam as they, they used to do. It in, in ro- remember a roller derby when they would call yeah, off the afraid. jam?
6: Yep. Michigan is afraid of what was going to happen here because they had a slew of lawyers. They had the General Assembly of Michigan ready to stomp the court. I told you last week, like Braveheart, they were ready to... And then all of a sudden, oh, you know, we'll just take three-game suspension.
9: I think have Governor Gretchen you. Whitmer was about to get another Botox injection in her head and <laughs> threaten them that it would explode in their faces if they didn't stop this shit.
6: <laughs> I, 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 I'm quite frankly kind of blown away by it. So something must have really – some crap was really going to hit the fan here on all of this because for them to – to spout to, they, they were they were talking for for two weeks that you know they're gonna we'll fight it we'll fight it we'll fight it though and I think they would have got the temporary restraining board I really think they would have got it but it must be other stuff that's going to come out that hurts other teams in the big Ten. And there's too much money. They don't want to rock the boat. They want to see Ohio State and Michigan in a championship matchup, or at least the potential for it to happen. So anyway, that's so. In other words,
8: both sides have too much to lose. So they said, "Let's make this go away." It's like,
9: why are we going to destroy a conference when we have two teams that could be playing for the national championship? Right. That's what it's about. Exactly. If Michigan sucked or Ohio State sucked, you know, would they be bringing this up? This cheating scandal? And again, I have no no skin in either game. I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a pet, like, you know, I live in Philly, I wasn't a Penn State, but Penn State, their coach is now assuring people that this game this weekend for the Nittany Lions against Rutgers, right? This is a game, they are locked, they are laser focused focused on beating Rutgers. What's your, You have a a play on that game, Penn State, Rutgers?
6: No, probably I'd probably take the under. No, I mean, yeah, James Franklin is a real good coach. He's great at getting nine to ten wins. He's one in 15 against Michigan and Ohio State, and his record against top ten teams is, I think, I don't know, three and 17, something abysmal. He can't beat anybody good, but he's still – look, there's a lot of coaches that would like to be in his situation. He just can't win against big-time competition. It's that simple.
9: You think who would win in the Miami Dolphins-Penn State matchup?
6: Oh, you know that. You're no, I'm kidding. That's you a joke. That, uh,
9: it's like a you, joke on teams I, I, I that know, supposedly I can't beat.
6: Against the Patriots and beat <laughs> <I'm actually laughs> them.
9: Speaking of the Patriots, because there's all these rumors running around that, that um, Belichick already has a deal in place where he's going to be the coach and GM of another franchise next year once the season comes to a crumbling end, which it already oh, has, something. unfortunately, but they still have to play yeah. him out. Yeah.
6: Well, I do think it'll be a mutual parting of the ways, and, and, and the big rumor came out, yes, or the big, uh, a part of a story, Diana Rossini was saying that she thinks the Chargers are going to be in play for him, and then uh, Darren Olofsky, and I played the clip this morning, went on McAfee's shows yesterday, and basically said kind of the same thing, although he really wouldn't come out and say it, which was a little aggravating, I think, but... Then I talked to Scott Zolak this morning up in Boston. The, you know he's a color commentator and former,
9: former and another former great. I think he was better than yeah. Brady when you when you break it down. <laughs> Scott Zolak was a much better quarterback <laughs> than Tom Brady and didn't get a fair shot up there, Pete.
6: Well, he had his he had his moments with uh, replacing Drew Bledsoe a couple times. He did well, <laughs> but he's very close to the situation. He said there's no way in hell he doesn't. think There's any way in hell that Belichick goes to the Chargers. Now the NFC different story. Um he threw out if McCarthy really messes up this year. He thinks Jerry Jones and him, because they had a big chat during the during the season this year, could, that could be something. And, you know, the the Chicago and Washington stuff is still out there also. So I, I kind of agree with Scott. I don't think there's any chance in hell he ever goes to the Chargers. NFC, different story.
9: Why but, wouldn't he want to go out to San Diego, the beautiful city, the weather's perfect well, you can get cheap I, prescription. You can get tre- <laughs> cheap narcotics going to Tijuana, donkey shows, <laughs> stuff that are not available up in the New England area, in the entire in New England yeah. area. As Far as
5: we know. <laughs> as far, as far, as far as we know. And, 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 then,
6: and, then, and, and, then, and not to get all ethical and everything else, there's another story that came out this afternoon. Car- uh, Carissa Thompson.
9: Yes, Fox I saw the report. video. What podcast Did you see was she what on?
6: She said. She was on Barstow's uh, part, one of Barstow's par- podcast. I've heard of those guys.
9: I think they get a lot of. Inf- yeah. They they do a pretty good job.
6: <laughs> yeah, they do. But she admits that she made up sideline reports before because she couldn't get a hold of coaches that didn't come out back on the field in time.
9: I know. That I was is- stunned at that. You know, uh, was we know other people have been fired for it. Now, I'm not calling for Carissa Thompson to get fired, uh, but she's on there saying that a lot of these coaches. You know, when they go to Because the, they used to actually grab the guy. They do in college. They grab the coach going off the yeah, field at halftime yeah. and get a couple quick words. And most of the time, they don't say anything. But she says in times when she couldn't get a coach to give her an answer, like Nick Sirianni, right. who didn't want it, she said she would make it up because they would never disagree because she would always say, you know, he told me that he wants to make sure the guys all come out and, you know, with more intensity yeah, in the second stuff. half. It's something that you could never disagree with. So that's what she would do. Is that, is that a fireable offense, Robin? But she... I'm so, no, uh, I don't think so. Okay, now, mean, now let me ask Pete. Pete, should she be disciplined and forced to go out there in a thong tonight on, on halftime? At least they got a good game on Thursday night football on Prime Video tonight. Cincinnati at Baltimore.
6: Yeah. Well, she does Fox, but I mean, she's uh, is she. Is no, but she's
9: on. She does the. She does the. Oh, she she does does the, the right, yes, Fox. she's on yeah. Fox, so but she, she's well, also. She's Here's also the, 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 uh, the, the studio Here's host. The thing.
8: I'm, I make yeah. up shit all the time. Like when you're. But
9: You're not being paid to be a sideline reporter no. for Fox. Oh,
6: wait a second. When she says this, her quote was, I haven't been fired for just, I haven't been fi- been fired to saying it, but I'll say it again. I would make up the report sometimes because A, the coach wouldn't come out at halftime or it was too late and I didn't want to screw up the report. Right. So I was like, I'm just going to make this up. Well, you know what? Um, She—I I wouldn't be surprised if she does get fired.
9: I'm nah, you don't really, fire her no. for that. Like no, I—I'm I, I not one of those guys. Come real- on, Pete. Ne- let's
8: be
6: realistic. You can't come here. out as a network reporter. And do that. You can't. You can't say that. It's a really, really bad look I for Fox. That it's would be like bad
9: Jeremy Roenick joking around about having a threesome with his wife and the other chick who was on NBC Hockey, and they fired Jeremy Roenick for joking about it. Yeah. But I'm not going to say I don't think she should be fired. Well, I but I think a, that's pretty. That's pretty weird to say when you work for a Fox. I want give a good example, though. Go ahead. There,
8: there are times when reporters have contacted me and they've asked for a, nude a quote. pictures of me. Yes, and okay. uh, they've asked for like a quote from you or something like that and you weren't around they needed it right away and I know you well enough that I know what you would say so I would say this is Tony's quote now should I get fired yes because, absolutely because and I sometimes said it was when, a you Tony me, when you tweet from me
9: when you tweet from me or respond <laughs> like for example I called Jay Wright yesterday right because I'm trying to get you know all my friends on and Jay Wright's a legendary coach and good-looking <laughs> man and you know, even in his final days though, they they all stopped wearing suits and that really pissed me off. And that's why I want to get Jay on yes. to talk about when he went to when all these college coaches went away from the beautiful tailored suits mm-hmm. to just like you know, gym shorts and stuff. You know what I'm saying?
6: I, I'm. I'm just saying, I, it's a bad look. Uh, she's going to take a lot of heat for
8: this. I think she because, is
6: because her credibility is going to be shot now. No matter what she says, Are, is she making it up or is she is she you know or is it actually fact? It's gonna really affect her. Something in journalism school or broadcasting school, they would never say to even utter the, those words, even if it's true. Don't come out and admit it. I think that was stupid.
9: No, I totally agree with I agree you. With but here's the thing. Man. Unlike these other slap dicks at Deadspin and all these shock jock nobodies yeah. whose companies are all going out of business for a second and third time and they keep coming back, those people are the scum of the earth. And I'll flat out say it. One of these scumbags at Deadspin cost me my job. Yeah. And he lied about it. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. When you lie and you write a piece and then you keep spreading it around and you're hoping to get somebody fired, you don't deserve to be on this planet. And if I ever find that guy, and I'm yeah. going to find that son You'll of a bitch one day.
8: You'll be taking your rings off, I know. I'll
9: be, <laughs> not, I'll be taking my rings off, my belt off, my shoes off. I'll be going all jujitsu on that son of a bitch. I know. But anyway, I'm not going to call for Carissa Thomas, for no, Thompson I, I to be punished or fired because I'm not one of those jerk-offs who wants to get people fired for saying something stupid on the uh, air. But, but I agree, okay. that's not, that does not look good for no. Fox or Thursday Night Football or Prime Video. And I want my Prime... Uh, when, I, when we have to renew Prime and they keep jacking, I want it for free now. If Prime, if Prime, because Robin orders every damn day, and if they continue to charge, I want a lifetime of Prime free shipping, expedited shipping, and I'll keep my mouth shut about Carissa Thompson. You're listening to me, Jeff Bezos. You're listening to me, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. If you guys will not, if you guys don't get me locked up forever then it's with over. free Prime, Expi- <laughs> What's the best Prime package you can get, Rob? Not Prime grade A steak or filet mignon. I mean, that's a, good. That's better than it's choice, only right?
8: Is
6: you, you is only You're $140 bucks now. The 140 yeah. went,
8: I'm not went, paying $140. $140 bucks a year for free shipping. Yeah. You get Prime. And that's not good. I no. want at least five-year
9: guaranteed Prime shit for free. And I want them to send me special. <laughs> wow. I don't want to have to worry for Prime Day again. Gonna, every this, day is going to be Prime Day to me. I want shit delivered free every day. How about that? Every day... Prime, <laughs> Amazon Prime people Dunfield. must come to the store. Actually, they come to the door every way anyway. I know, I know. It's ridiculous, but, Pete. But,
8: <laughs> Pete, I agree with you. I think it's stupid <laughs> to admit out loud, but I think that the reality is that everybody that is in a timed situation like that where it would look even worse for her to say or for there to be no segment to have her do Uh, some kind of filler. It's reality, but she shouldn't have said it out loud. Exactly. That's all we're saying.
6: You're going to get the people and ESPN has reporters and and the NFL network at every single, uh, covering every single team. So I guarantee you somebody like Sal Palantonio who covers the Eagles, obviously, which you know, mostly, uh, he's going to be pissed at something like this. The people who are really digging deep and and getting stuff every single week on every single, on all these other networks, there is going to be a backlash against her for saying that I'm telling you, Get ready. The shit is going to come down. I agree. Maybe It won't cost her a job, but she may have to move on. I think the shit's going to hit the fan with this. It just It's a horrible look, and there's too many other people who are doing it the right way that would never say something like that. Even if it's true from time to time, you're going to get the Sal Pals of the world and the people that are really well-known that get people all the time, and they're going to come out and they're going to come after her. And she's going to be in some serious shit. Trust me, it's going to come
9: down. Well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. And if she gets away with it, that's fine. I don't want anybody to get fired. But to say it, to admit that, when you have Sarah Walsh, who used to be here in Tampa, now doing mm-hmm. network stuff and they're out there working and trying to get interviews, then don't do the half. Why even have a sideline I, reporter? I mean, I, I know when you. somebody goes in the medical tent, you're not getting any information. You know, the the, the the PR people are the ones who tell the sideline reporters whether somebody's coming back or not. And so I'm, I'm, I'm saying we should abolish all sideline reporters <laughs> and just have dancing oh. women in bikinis and bring <laughs> and the Swedish bikini team back to entertain me while they're trying to figure out what the coach is going to say about what happened in the first half.
6: Yeah, I'm all for that. I'm all for that because <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm I think sideline reporting really is, is somewhat of a lost art. It really doesn't matter.
9: As long as Pink doesn't come out with the, with those little uh, eighth grade little uh, the titty she has and those thick thighs, where she looks like a twelve year old boy on the beach, you know what I'm saying?
6: <laughs> but you know. I- I'm going to get a nice opinion tomorrow from Mila O'Brien, who's going to join me. She's a great reporter out of Jacksonville, young reporter. She is excellent. She does sideline stuff, too, on ESPN for college basketball. All right, and, Pete. Uh, she covers the Jaguars. But good I, got to, I know. Have a great show. Thanks.
9: We're up against it, Pete. Love you. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, bud. That's good stuff right there. Coming up, Bill Shoning will talk Spurs. Warren Moon will talk greatness. Still ahead.
7: You're listening to Tony Bruto's Sports Network. Tony didn't event sports radio. He perfected it.
2: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky.
3: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.
7: Ladies and gentlemen, you've been waiting, and now it's here. TBSN, the Tony Bruno Sports Network. Make some noise! Tune in at 7 a.m. and hear Pete Shepard till 10. And then Defoe and Luby from 10 a.m. till noon. And then the man himself, Tony Bruno and the Tony Bruno Show starts at 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Martinez and company from 6 p.m. to 8. And we've got more to come. The Tony Bruno Sports Network. Download the app. Tell your friends the game is on. T.B.S.N.
5: Uh,
7: uh, uh, uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Getting
9: jiggy with it. Nobody could blow through a break better than this program. And you know why, Robin? Why, Johnny? Because my name's on it and I do what I want. Uh, you know, I don't need to be Jack FM, Jill FM, Bob FM, or any of these other fake radio stations. We keep it real here. We keep it jiggy. The other big story in the NBA, uh, Draymond Green suspended for five games for that chokehold the other night in that fiasco of a game. Speaking of NBA, and it's not a, finasco, a fiasco, we'll have the great Bill Shoning on with us this hour. And there's a big debate in the NBA because there's a lot of good rookies and, of course, the, the big battle right now is Chet versus Wemby. Chet versus Wemby. We'll get into that with the great Bill Schoenig this hour. Also, we'll have some NFL news, too. But the big game tonight, finally something exciting. Maybe even Carissa Thompson will. Maybe she'll take the night off so she doesn't have to interview anybody. But, anyway, Cincinnati at Baltimore tonight. Of course, the Ravens coming off. uh Unbelievable loss. Cincinnati coming off an unbelievable loss. So something's got to give tonight. But ladies and gentlemen, when I think of the National Basketball Association, forget about the great. Forget about Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell. Forget about all those old guys. I'm talking about a guy right now who should be in the Basketball Hall of Fame, the Temple, the American Academy of Broadcasting Hall of Fame, the San Antonio Spurs Hall of Fame. In every other, And the singing, writing, book, writing, any Hall of Fame that's out there. This man should be in all of them. Because not only... You know what he and I have in common, Robin?
8: Uh, you're both from Philly?
9: Well, A, we're both from Philly. We both went to Temple University. Yes, and we that, both went to the American Academy you, of Broadcast. And you
8: both dropped out of Temple we to We both go. dropped
9: out and then got into the business. And now are dominating in our respective fields. The voice of your San Antonio Spurs the man who has the quintessential answer to Wemby versus Chet, the great Bill Schoening. How are you, Bill?
11: You, you know, I got to tell you, you misrepresented. This is the wrong line. This is Harry Carey. <laughs> you, got, you got the Chicago line, not the San Antonio line. So I have no idea, Tony, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and I don't know who Victor Wemby is and uh, where the hell he's from.
9: Not Ch- and cow. Chet. By the way, the Chet I'm referring to is the guy that used to be on with the uh, when they did on the, on the NBC Evening News. Remember him? Chet Huntley. Chet, Chet Huntley, Huntley and David, David Brinkley. Brinkley. Remember back That's when nice. journalism was journalism?
11: Yeah. Hey, do you, you know why I went to the American Academy of Broadcasting? Because uh, the very famous disc jockey back in the day in Philly, Long John Wade, yes. ra- ran the school. And his ad was, "Do you want to learn how to sound like God?" And I thought, yeah, I want to learn how to sound like God. That's why I went to the American Academy of Broadcasting.
9: You know, I, was, I worked with Long John at WFIL back in the day, and he really was a mentor to me because I would call him at, at 10 o'clock at night when I was a young punk kid wanting to get into radio. And he took the time to talk to me and encourage me. Yeah. And, and so I admired all these guys because they were the best at what they did. These were so broadcasting we legends. My
11: mentor, my mentor worked with you at WFIL, Fast Eddie Coils.
9: Absolutely. No, it's amazing. And, and so so Long John, as we called him, he, uh, he said, I'm going to start a broadcasting school, and I want you to be in my first class. So what they did is they brought me into a studio, and they had me read an Al Paul dog food commercial. <laughs> and it is the worst thing you'll ever hear. I sounded like a guy from South Philly, which I was. I had a terrible <laughs> accent and i and i and i would and he would he got that tape and then he got a tape of me doing a newscast at wfil with a reverb and he would play that to every prospective student i'm not making like, this up this and i got to this is before
8: and this before is and the after before me <laughs>
9: sounding like a south Philly, i sounded like stallone <laughs> hey, you, are How are you doing how you doing oh boy look at if i could man. get
8: my hand on that Alpo, it's out there i know i
9: have it somewhere in a box it. hopefully it hasn't disintegrated but and then he plays the the, the, the Tony Bruno and then his reverb and the sound, You talk about the voice of God. He made millions of dollars, and I'm happy because he helped me, and I gladly helped him get a lot of kids going in there. Because you know, you can go to journalism schools. You can go to like Temple had a good, but Temple's radio station only put professionals on. They wouldn't put their students on, which is goofy. which is an outrage. And I think you should do something about that, Bill Showley.
11: Uh, In my book, Story, Sports, and Songs, and thanks for bringing it up, Tony. Uh, (laughs) Now, I... I, I, now I, I bring up the fact that I went to Temple because I didn't have a lot of money. I, you know, my dad was like a bartender. My mom was a housewife, and I grew up in Southwest Philly in a row home, so I didn't have a lot of money. So I went to Temple because they offered me a scholarship, but they told me when I got there, I was going to be a senior by the time I got on the air, and I wasn't. I didn't have that kind of patience, you know? I was ready to go on the air right then. Exactly. So I'm like, no, I'm not going to wait till I'm a senior to get on the air. What are you kidding me? I want to be in radio. So instead of sitting in a, a, a studio, I'm sitting in a 300-seat auditorium with a bunch of other kids learning. Learning about theory from a boring book and a professor that never worked in radio, no offense, but uh, that's not what I had in mind, man. I wanted to get on the air and spin records and go do ball games. And so, uh, uh, right after the American Academy of Broadcasting, I got to get a job in Paina, Illinois with studios in Nacomas, Illinois. And I went out and did a bunch of stuff, you know, and that's the way you get better, you know, you go out and you do it no matter where you are.
9: And that's the amazing thing because you were willing to get the experience and do, you know, because. As I said, one of the things I learned, get rid of, and you didn't have to get rid of the South Philly accent, now it doesn't matter, but learn diction, enunciation, you know, and I, yeah. luckily I had a nice, lovely speaking voice and below average intelligence, so I was eminently qualified <laughs> to do this, but you went, I went to Birmingham, Alabama, you went to, what's the town again? Tana, Illinois, which is a nap spelled
11: backwards, which which is apropos, actually. So and
9: it was a small uh, town, right? And you were doing right. local
11: sports. Yeah, I got to do I got to do some sports and then some junior college. And then there was another station in La Mesa, Texas, my second job, where I got to do a lot of sports. At that I was actually the voice of the high school team there. And I was, you know, 21 years old. You know, instead of going to Temple for all four years, I transferred to this broadcasting school and I was out in the field by the time I was twenty. And, uh, you know, I was getting a lot of experience at a very young age.
9: And then Uh, you moved up, and your next job was the voice of the Texas Longhorns, for God's sake. Well, I went from Sam Houston State to the Texas Longwoods.
11: I spent six years uh, in Huntsville, which is where the prison system is, Tony. So uh, that's a part of the story, too, which is true. Uh, and in small market radio, as you know, Tony, you don't do just sports. you got to do a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I was spinning records in one station, the other station, of course, in, in Huntsville. I was uh, one of the news guys. So I, one of my beats was the Texas prison system. So I covered uh, 29 lethal injections, executions at the prison. Uh, during the 80s. I I did, yeah. Bill,
8: you, I mean, some of these stories that you have are just amazing. amazing. And if anybody would like to purchase the book, it is available on Amazon, Stories, Sports, and Songs by um, Bill Schoening. And it is, like, when you Your
9: stories are amazing because that's what's great about somebody with a, you know, and then the San Antonio Spurs since 2001, and you're still down there in Texas, and you still go on the river walk, and you still go and travel (laughs) around the world. You go to every, like, you've been to every... National Park, right, in the country, I well, think.
11: not quite everyone, but I've been to 32 of them, yeah. And that's what we. the great thing about the NBA. They gave me an off-season. You know, when I was the Texas Longhorn guy, uh, the season was kind of all blended together. I had a very short off-season. So uh, when I went to the Spurs, I had this long off-season where I could go explore some national parks
9: and stuff. It's amazing, man. And you still love to travel, and you still get yeah. to do the Spurs, and it's obvious yeah. you're very, very good at it. And, and now you've seen the down times of the Spurs – The great times of the Spurs, the recent downtime, and now you got Wemby. And now the big – I saw ESPN has a big thing. Wemby versus Chet, the two top (laughs) rookies. Who is going to be the better player? Because, you know, Chet Holmgren was a pick last year, second second pick in the draft, but he was injured, so they're technically counting this as his rookie year. Two seven-footers. They played together, and obviously the Oklahoma City Thunder blew out your San Antonio Spurs, but Wemby had more rebounds. 14 well, to here, 7.
5: Here's
8: just a little taste yeah, of let's the listen Wemby. to
9: Let's listen to Bill Shonen calling Wemby, um, Wemby Yama, who he actually knows.
1: Wiggins at the baseline against Wemby Yama. Tries to drive on him in the lane. Wiggins.
0: Spotted away by Wemby Niyama. his third block of the opening quarter. Here comes Nohan.
11: Wemby with a transition three straight away. That's the Wemby 12. Wow, he has just taken over here. It is 26 to 16. Wemby has got 12 first quarter points.
9: There he is, ladies and gentlemen, the voice of your San Antonio Spurs, a man who actually gets along with the head coach of the San Antonio Spurs who has not had him fired in over 20-something years.
11: (laughs) He just recommends wine. I I stay out of Coach Pop's way, uh, you know. (laughs) I, I know not to ask X's and O's questions, you know, but, uh, I think one time I asked him about his own defense and he kind of sneered at me. Okay. I
9: want to have- <laughs> <laughs> but all, all joking aside, you, you know, it's like Bill, Bill Belichick. I've seen Bill Belichick in social settings at dinners, and he's not the same guy, you know, but then he no. puts his game face on, and when he's coaching, well, you know, he's just pretty much laid back. But he's one of those guys that if you know him, you know, everybody says this guy's a great guy. Sure, and the great
11: thing about Pop, you look at his coaching tree around the league. He's got guys. Uh, tomorrow night, the, the Spurs play the Sacramento Kings. One of his former assistants, Mike Brown, is the head coach of Sacramento. Play Golden State. The head coach, Steve Kerr, one of his former players. You know, wherever you go, there's a guy that you're coached for him or played for him on the staff as the head coach, or you know, one of the guys that's the head of development or whatever head in the front office. So he's got all these people from uh, around the league that he has influenced in in, in a positive way. Um, yeah, he's a great guy, and, and he is a very guy and the kind of guy that doesn't want any kind of attention like i know that he does different things for like the veterans in san antonio and doesn't want to make he wants to make sure that the newspaper doesn't know about it so he, he does a lot of stuff behind the scenes because he doesn't
9: want the attention for it the great bill shoning now you, you're a pretty good singer although you know i've heard some of your songs and even though they're funny as hell especially if you're from the philly area and you go back to the jersey shore in the summers and you know when you come from philly you always go back i mean it's still my hometown i'm here in southwest florida but sure. you, you go, uh, you you go to Ocean City. You do the real Philly things. You know, you go to the Wildwood.
11: Wildwood's even more Philly than Ocean City, it? right?
9: No, we call it Childwood when I was growing up. Childwood. Childwood. No, you
11: know what? You know, we we moved up now. We kind of sneak up to North Wildwood and Stone Harbor now. When we feel real uppity, uh, we we sneak into Stone Harbor and then. But you know, when you when you go to Stone Harbor, then you have to wear the cardigan sweaters wrapped around your shoulder.
5: Exactly. Right. Yeah. And
11: exactly. you
8: have to call each other Buffy and. Uh... Yeah, it's,
11: well, you know, my, no, my my Stone Harbor name is Thad, T-H-A-D. Thad.
9: With two Ds or one. Uh, either
8: way, you know. Thad, but you have to say it like that.
9: Now, what is Thad, Thad, Thad short Thad. for? Thaddeus, right? Thaddeus, yeah. Thaddeus, Now, Thaddeus sounds like, you know, Thaddeus sounds good. Thad sounds yes. like, bro, come on, man, brah. Yo,
4: yo, Thad, yo, yo, Thad. Brad, brah. <laughs>
9: Rob. Brad, Sad, and Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I saw them last week down here at the Fort Myers Comedy Club. They were awesome. They were opening up for Pussy Riot, but then the people when I got crazy, and they were marching, and they were shutting down the Cape Coral Bridge, and then all hell went loose, Bill. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so Can't let's get it back to the NBA. Gonna... Let me get it back to the – because obviously you see these guys, and, you know, Chet Holmgren's a good player, seven-footer. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you got all these high draft picks now. And in the, the kid who was picked third, Scoot Henderson, now he's not off to a good start, but there's a lot of good young players, and a lot of them, obviously, from all over the world. So I think we can all yeah. say now the NBA championship is really a world championship, is it not?
11: It's absolutely true. You look at some of the top players in the league, the guys that are going to be the leader, leading MVP guys. You know, look at Doncic and Bede. Obviously, Jokic is in the picture. So, you got all these international guys now that didn't grow up in the States uh, that are influencing these teams. Uh, and it's been growing. And And the Spurs are, of course, one of the first teams, Tony, to go overseas and scout guys. You know, Moniz Nobly and Tony Parker yep. having a big influence uh, on the uh, American game in the NBA. So, uh, every team now has got at least a few international guys.
9: Now, Tony Parker not only had influence over, you know, the French peeping, but he had French peeps, French-speaking people. <laughs> he also had influence uh, over a lot of hot you. women. And who was he married to? Let's see if Robin remembers. Who was Tony Parker married to, Robin?
8: <laughs> oh, I... That's bad quoi. now. <laughs> I don't know.
11: She was a desperate housewife.
8: Oh, see, that's why I wouldn't know. I well, didn't come on, this. Robin. She was a well-known name. I, I
9: <sighs> um
8: who is that? I don't
9: know. will you tell her, Bill
8: Eva Longoria oh, Eva
9: was- Longoria oh. Tony Parker and Evilon. they were like the- before there was a tra-, tra you know Taylor Swift and and the- one of the uh, the brothers, there was Eva Longoria <laughs> and Tony Parker they were like they were like America's couple <laughs> It was like Dennis Robin and Madonna. Exactly, yeah. Except the uh, whole devil, a whole lot different. <laughs> but then again, you know, Madonna was with everybody, so that's not like special. <laughs> Tony Parker and Eva Longoria. I mean, that was they were like they were they were a glamour couple. They were yeah, everywhere.
11: They were. Great, you know, because I traveled with a team and I got to know Eva quite well. Very, very lovely girl. And I say girl because she's so much younger than me, uh, <laughs> but uh, a very lovely lady and, and very uh, funny, you know, very uh, self deprecating with her humor, you know, very, very good person. Very down to earth.
9: That's what we love. Now, Robin, you have any yeah. other questions about NBA knowledge or dating or couples <laughs> and who's married to who and who's zooming who before Jim? Uh, before you play a Bill Schoenig song? Now, which we'll make it a request. What's your favorite song that you've recorded? And, and, and I, your I book.
8: opened it up with the Southwest Philly melody. Uh, that did, was...
11: I don't know if you guys got a copy of uh, Here Comes Smoking Joe, but I wrote a song about Joe Frazier, uh, the former uh, boxing champion, yeah. of
9: course, Philadelphia, Philadelphia legend back in the day.
11: Yeah. I believe
8: yeah. I have I'm that.
9: Smoking. You know, by the way, when Joe Frazier had retired, uh, I was one of the people in Philly on local radio who who wondered aloud, why is there not a Joe Frazier statue in Philadelphia? And and, a, and an artist heard it and he agreed. So he started a, a back before there was GoFundMe. We started a drive to make sure that Joe Frazier, Smoke and Joe Frazier, had a statue in Philly, and they finally got it done. And you well, talk about a guy who deserves a statue in his hometown, Joe Frazier. Well, is I have the song
8: right here. Shall we play a little? Yeah, bit let's of play
9: it? a little Smoke and Joe. Got a good beat so far. I like it. You can dance to it. I'll give this a 65 right now. <laughs> Come on, take the part. <laughs> all right, take it away, Bill. Walking
12: down these streets, feeling good today. Finding his own beat, now he's on his way. As he starts to wander all around this town, he feels the Philly rhythm.
8: All that's oh, going yeah. down. I'm bopping. I'm a bopping and a moving. Got a full orchestra.
5: Yeah. I love the hook. Take it
8: again.
9: Come on.
5: Here
12: comes Smoke Joe. <laughs> the left hooks he is throwing. Climbing up the ranks to the title he is going.
8: That is awesome. <laughs> Was that? A, did you have a full orchestra for that?
9: No, he's got a great. He's got great people in the studio. Haven't you seen his studio work?
8: I had. I uh, do. Yeah. I, uh,
11: yeah. Well, you, you can turn it down now a little
9: bit. <laughs> is, is there a big finish? I want to know if there's a big finish. Does he uh, beat yeah, Ali? Yeah, that was it.
11: We do. We just finished. You know, th- there's a big Finnish guy. He's a forward. named Lowry Markkinen, and he's a very fine player for the Utah Jazz. He's he's a big guy from Finland. And no, I, I do have a friend that's uh, got a great studio, and, and he's the type of guy that can play a lot of different instruments. So when I write these songs, I go to him, and we try to figure out the instrumentation. You know, where we're going to put horns, where we're going to put a bass line, backup vocals, all that stuff.
9: Yeah, this is legit. This isn't some going into some little. Uh, you know, a uh, photo booth and recording something <laughs> and then throwing it up against the wall. These are well-produced masterpieces. Now, how many copies of that smoke and Joe have you sold in Philly right now? Because I think, you know, everything's merchandising, you know, as the great job the, no, what was his name? Uh, Mel Brooks, in yogurt, uh, the great, yo- the great yogurt. yogurt in that movie. You know what the word is right now, Bill Schoening.
10: Merchandising, I, merchandising,
9: I, merchandising. It's all about merchandising.
10: Well, uh,
11: in, in the words of uh, Howard Cosell, it is a million, sella. I've got a million in my cellar. <laughs> <laughs> That's
5: perfect.
9: Bill, I mean, you're awesome. And, I'm, you know, I've always respected you. And you're just, you know, because I'm proud, man. You know, when I see, again, doesn't, because I'm from Philly, as, uh, as Bobby Valentine said to me once, he said, Tony, I don't like you because you're Italian. I like you because I'm Italian. You know, and that's what he would say. And so, you know, Bill Schoening is, he's a legend. Everybody uh, in, I, I mean, the Texas uh, Longhorn fans remember him. The, 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 as San Antonio Spurs, you can't walk on the river walk with Bill Schoening and not get swamped and get thrown in while everybody's, uh, everybody's <laughs> kneeling before his greatness.
11: I don't know about that. But real quick story about legend. Uh, I, there's a little Catholic university here called St. Edwards. And during COVID, you know, I was looking for a little extra work here and there. So they hired me to do some of their baseball games, a little Division Two school. So, Tony, I'm sure you had money on this game. They were playing Lubbock Christian one afternoon. And uh, anyway, so I'm doing the Division Two baseball game. And the PA announcer says, and uh, broadcasting the game on the Lone Star Conference digital network today, the legendary Bill Sheldon. So my chest puffed up a little bit, and this lady sitting about seven feet from me to my left goes, Bill Who? Never heard of him.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Way to keep you grounded, Bill. Way (laughs) to keep you grounded. Well, I I have to tell you, Bill. I went
11: from a legend to Bill Who like in two seconds. It was incredible, yeah.
8: Well, one of my favorite songs that you did, and I actually know I heard the story on how it happened, is Ballers from Istanbul. Can you tell the story okay. of how you came up with that? Because it's yes. freaking brilliant. It, well,
11: well, you know, in 2014, uh, I got the uh, I had the privilege of traveling with the Spurs to Berlin, Germany, and also to Istanbul, Turkey, to broadcast NBA global games. I look one one look at the roster for the Istanbul team. Like you got to be kidding me! There's Serbs, Croatians, Turks, Greeks. There's all kinds of names. There's not a Smith or a Jones on the roster. I promise. So I had to try to practice these names. So the only way I could really think about practicing them was to put a little beat to it. So I wrote a reggae song to remember these names. So
9: and it's hilarious this- because we we're not on video right now. But when you play the video of the song and you have and you follow along. With your, with your all of the pronunciations of all the different names. It's it hilarious. Is, but
8: here, I'm going to play yeah. just a real short clip of no, it. No, I want
9: to hear it. I want to hear it. How long is it? It's not a 15-minute album no, side, no, is it? No, I it's, know. It's but
8: but, no, it, but, it,
11: but, it but is. anyway, the idea was to write the only reggae song ever about a Turkish basketball team.
8: So <laughs> <Louis> so funny. <laughs> Here's just a little snippet of let's Ballers from Let's go from back Istanbul. to our
9: DJ, Miss Robin, on the ones and twos. <laughs> Little buffalo soldier in there yeah I feel it Suban
12: <laughs> <Mania> you be a <Bielica>, leetsa <laughs> The lame mama told you Is it turkey or man Just to name a few The blue gaz or ridge <laughs> Burka <laughs> girl loo Keen sapahi
7: He's good too. <laughs> this is the best way I know how
2: to say these foreign names when they commit a foul. Near Pelditch, <laughs> Sir Hots a 10. Sammy, uh, I'm
9: finish out. Hey, okay, sorry.
1: Will uh. it
5: never end? There's a lot of players.
9: Love Tintin.
11: this uh, is quite a
8: crew.
12: the best way.
8: I mean, it's so brilliant. It was like, and you, like, if you listen to the entire song, I'm like, hey, I think I actually know. Still, like, some of those players are still around.
11: Yeah, they, in fact, the elites are still in the NBA somewhere, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, so, but yeah, it's funny. My uh, producer, Nick, I went back to him. I said, How many tracks do we have on this? You've got all kinds of little bells and whistles going on. He goes, 32. So there's like 32 different instruments going on in there. Wow. wow.
8: Impressive.
9: Yeah. Is that, would that go to number one in the Istanbul uh, opium <laughs> dens when you were walking yes, through you know,
11: there? I'm big in Tehran <laughs> and Istanbul.
9: And I, I have to ask you the quintessential question. Have you ever been to a Turkish prison? Have you seen a grown man naked?
11: <laughs> is this like something out of one of those, uh, I don't know, uh, one of the
9: Leslie Nielsen movies? Yeah, it was, yes. it was, it was, uh, it airplane. was airplane. You know, and yeah. they say uh, the little kid oh, comes up it. and they, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the co-pilot.
8: When, he wants to, when the little kid wants to go up into the Cock- cockpit.
9: And he sees Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and he says, I know you, you're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, my dad says you never play defense, and then he goes, kid, I was dragging you try to do that. Tell your dad to try to bri- bring, ra- uh, drag, lamb beer up and down the court one night. And then Leslie night.
8: Nielsen puts him on his lap and Yeah, and says, he says,
9: so he goes through the litany of, uh, do you like movies about uh, gladiators, son? <laughs> have you been to a Turkish prison? That's, that's uh, it. Like have that's you seen a grown man naked? Imagine they they couldn't make those movies right now.
8: No, there's no they way. They couldn't
9: uh, make that. like." Blazing Saddles. Exactly. All of those, all of those movies. Every single Mel Brooks movie could yeah, not be made today. That's how far we've progressed here. as a society.
11: <laughs> well, I don't want to make
9: any political statements. No, no it's, it's not a political statement. statement. I mean, it's just a fact. Those movies, which were considered fun, are now no longer considered fun. But that's the way the world changes, and we accept it. But you got the big, you got a big ESPN game Friday night. ESPN, San, your San Antonio Spurs at home against the Sacra Tomato Kings, as a New York overnight sports talk guy once called them, referred to them as the Sacra Tomato Kings. <laughs> the,
11: Sacra, the Sacra Tomato Kings? Yes. <laughs> see, I'm gonna say that Friday night, and I'm gonna blame you, Tony. No, I didn't you do know? it. It
9: was the guy was the legendary guy who was on all night on the fan in New York. He went schmoozing until Imus in the morning. And he was the overnight guy on on sixty six WFAN, the America's first all sports station, and he referred to them as like the, the Sacramento Kings, who, by the way, are <laughs> leading the Pacific Division right now with a six and four record, and are win- have won four in a row. While your Golden State Warriors now have dropped four straight, and there's a mess over there with de- you know Curry and the, the suspensions. Oh what did you think of the headlock the other night? Was that a clean play? No, it was not a clean play.
11: That wasn't a clean play in WWE, was it? Exactly. I don't
5: know.
8: Well, speaking yeah. of smooth, and, you are know,
11: talking about you are talking about snafus and and uh, on air gaffs. We both grew up listening to a guy named Byram Som. Oh, the great Byram. And and I love that guy, and he's one of the reasons I became a play by play guy. But toward the end, that uh, he would say some funny stuff, and I, I remember one time he said, oh, "Good afternoon, everybody. We're coming your way from Candy Windlestick Park." Instead of windy candlestick, he's <laughs> a candy windlestick.
9: So. Now, when I know her, though, I think she was appearing in San Francisco at one of those massage well, parlors. No, she was at the Troc at 10th and Arts. That's great truck knowledge right there. I did see yes. some of the legendary performers in the Troc, and I don't mean bands, I mean performers, yeah. burlesque women, the woman with yeah. the ping pong balls. I saw her there live. Speaking of really? ping pong yes. balls,
8: uh, uh, <laughs> A.J. in San Antonio is texting in on our text line saying, Bill Shoning, that's good porn jazz.
9: Yes, it is good porn jazz right there. And I know you're, you're on, you know, and there's another guy you know that I've, I've recently gotten a chance to talk to a little bit. And he does a show there where he used to work at OAI, the flagship, I guess. Was, I believe it's still the flagship for the Spurs, is it not? It, it is. And uh, and uh, I know you do a lot of stuff with him. He's really good. He's he sounds smooth. And who you talking about?
8: Um, Mike Taylor.
9: Mike Taylor.
11: Oh, Mike Taylor. Mike, Mike Taylor. Taylor. I've known Mike for I've known Mike forever. Yes.
9: Yeah, he's got a smooth sound to him. Really nice. Yes, he does. He goes yes, he to Hawaii does. a lot. Is he from Hawaii? He should
11: be playing jazz.
9: He should. Yes. I'm going to hire him on my smooth jazz nighttime show.
11: <laughs> oh, gee. Okay. Well, and we'll, well both keep get me there in mind, too. After I retire from this uh, NBA gig, I'd like to play some
9: smooth jazz. We'll do we'll take requests. We'll redo play Misty for me. Yeah, the modern and day we'll play era. Bob
11: Marley, to get- <laughs> 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 And we'll have
9: psycho women calling us and saying, "Play Misty for me," or they say, uh, "Hey, the Bill." Old movie. Yes. yes, remember that? And then what's her name? The the actress who who was the
8: blonde chick? I no, remember. she
9: wasn't blonde. She was no, a brunette. It was Jessica
11: Warren was it? Jessica oh. Warren, Jessica Walter?
9: Uh, Jessica somebody. Not Jessica Rabbit, but she played <laughs> no. the she played the obsessed groupie. Who would call Clint Eastwood, yes. and then was so obsessed and would ask him to play Misty? Jessica
8: Walter. Yeah, right. Jessica
9: Walter Jessica, was the psycho. Donna Mills. Right.
8: Donna Mills was, Donna Mills was his real girlfriend, his,
9: yeah. was his wife, right. I think, and so yeah. Clint Eastwood was. And, and the best part of it, he was doing a show in a in a in a studio. That wasn't the one where the where the lighthouse, right? That was no, the, that the
11: cliff. That w- it was like out on the cliff. Somewhere. Yeah. Like out on the bay yeah. area. Yeah. But
9: the one the one in the lighthouse was Adrian Barbeau in the original Fog. Remember?
8: Yeah, the Fog. And oh, the Fog. Yeah. yeah the John Fog. Parker. And
9: Adrian Barbeau was playing music at night. Yeah. I love those creepy movies where either there's creatures coming in or, or pirates come back and kill people when the Fog rolls in at night, which I think they're doing now in San Francisco. And then you had the play Misty for me. I can't believe that hasn't been redone with all the creepy people These. calling radio stations.
11: Let's be honest, Tony. These were the movies that were on back in the days, the early days of HBO. You
5: couldn't sleep
11: at two in the morning. The fog would come on with Adrienne Barbeau.
9: (laughs) Adrienne Barbeau, I believe, the first mainstream actress to appear nude, right? Didn't she do what movie did she do? One of those, you know, those everybody got naked on Broadway show plays, and they would take not hair. Was one of those? Oh, Calcutta? No, I don't know if it was. Maybe it was. Look up Adrian Barbeau, Robin. Talk about uh, talk about crushes back in the day. She was back strong, very very strong. But she was in, and she was in Swamp Thing too, I think, wasn't she?
8: Yes, I believe I Swamp think so. Thing. The Fog, Escape from New one? York, Creep Show, and Swamp Thing.
9: Swamp Thing.
11: We should do a show together, Tony. This is intriguing stuff.
9: Yes, it is. It's because you know we can break down the NBA with the best of them, and you are one yeah. of the best of them. But when you can drop references of vague movies, Adrian Barbeau playing smooth jazz late at night in a lighthouse, I'm going to build my own lighthouse here in Southwest Florida on my lot <laughs> when I get hey, my here, house. Here's but a,
11: here's a. Here's a random thing. I ran into Luke Wilson, the actor, a couple of years ago uh, at a bar called Shea J in Santa Monica. Next time we're out of the. Coast. I know where
9: that is. That, that's where they have the, uh, the what are the fish things called in there? They sell fish. The guy's from Connecticut. Shay J. It's right on the on the on the on the uh, right on Santa Monica, Santa Monica Boulevard. Right there along, right in front near the Santa Monica Pier. Shay J. I took you in there, Robin.
8: I don't remember, yeah. but just to back up just a quick second, uh, she okay. did. She played after she was in uh, Fiddler on the Roof, which she was the sister of Bed Biddler. She ended up playing the leading role of Cookie Kovac in the off-Broadway nudie musical Stag movie.
9: Stag movie. Stallone was in that too, but nobody knew him back then. And you know, he was these hey, oh, hey, 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 <laughs> oh, baby, yeah. Hey, come over here, Adrian. Yeah, Adrian. There you
8: have an Adrian Barbo. Right. See,
9: I, my knowledge is good. My fringe knowledge. Is, I think it's, it's the other. Actually, what's so, that?
11: It was the other Adrian.
7: was
11: the Adrian. So anyway, back to my very fascinating story about JJ uh, and Santa Monica. <laughs> Sand
9: dabs. So, <laughs> so, that's, that's what they were called. The Sand Luke, dabs. Luke Wilson, the actor, was yes. In there. Yes. Yes. And I used to, during the
11: off-season, would go to obscure films. I'd go to artsy movies. I'd go to foreign films with subtitles. Anyway, I saw uh, an obscure film that he had done one time called Henry Poole Was Here. So anyway, I saw Luke, and I I said, hey, when you were at the University of Texas, I was the voice of the Longhorns. He goes, come on outside. I'll talk to you for a minute. He was going outside for a minute. So I went outside to talk to him, and uh, I said, hey, man, I saw Henry Poole Was Here. I really enjoyed that. He looked at me, he goes, you're the
8: one who saw
9: that? <laughs> <laughs> now, he's one of the 15 Wilson brothers, right?
11: I just Luke and Owen, as far as I know.
9: Yeah. I thought there was a third one.
8: No. Oh, I th- yeah,
11: Zach, the quarterback yes. for the
8: Jets. I forgot That's right, I yeah,
9: Zach Wilson. Yeah, and he's not doing too well. Yeah. No, and I think one of the, I was dating this woman in L.A. when I was single, and she wound up with Luke Wilson. I'm not making this up. She wound up dating Luke Wilson. How about that? Well, the next time I run into him, I'll ask him about it. Well, Bill, it's always a pleasure talking to you, man. We haven't talked in a while. I've been like on the lam, running away from federal authorities, just trying to keep myself. uh, And then I moved to Florida and got sucked back in to starting my own radio network. And that's the good thing. I can do whatever I want. If I want to blow well, past I've a got, break,
11: I've got a sister not far from you uh, over Northport. So uh,
9: oh, North, we I'll got friends in Northport. Oh
8: yeah, that's like just yeah, like I'll, half I'll, I'll an hour, she hour from just here. Just got back in her house.
11: She just got back in her house this week after the storm.
9: We got a guy so. who calls us from Northport and he wants to come down and hang with us in a couple of weekends. Yeah,
8: and well, if yeah. you're out here visiting your sister, you have to look us up. And yes, uh, um, he had two. He has two brothers: Andrew Wilson and Owen Wilson.
9: I told you there Wilson, were three yeah. brothers. There were three. The there was the fringe guy. That Nobody t- and Andrew Wilson was in that one weird movie. What the hell was it called? Uh, look up Andrew Wilson. He didn't the two the two bigger <laughs> brothers, Luke and what's his name with the crooked nose. He does a lot of movies still. Owen Owen Wilson's the he, bigger of the stars. So
8: Andrew, yeah, the, who is the least known, right. um, has been in three Wes Anderson films uh, where he played mm. one was Bottle Rocket. Bottle
9: Rocket. That's the movie. Now Fever that's the Pitch, chick. That's the guy I went out with paper. my girlfriend. He was in Bottle Rocket. He had just filmed Bottle Rocket, and it was like it was a cult. It was a cult hit. He did a good job. He's a good actor. I don't know why he is the third brother not getting any love from the Wilson brothers. It's like Hey Zeus, the (laughs) Lou. (laughs) Exactly. Bill, tomorrow night, who do you like? I'm sorry. You can't make any uh, picks. By the way, i got to ask you about the NBA in-season tournament with those floors. They've had some problems. They're making people dizzy. People have put their TVs on the black and white because they can't. Why do they
8: have to paint them all those crazy colors?
11: Uh, Just to make it harder for the radio announcers to detect where the top of the key is (laughs) and where the three-point line is. (laughs) Like, where the hell are these guys? What's going on here? You know?
8: It's insane.
11: even back in the day, I never did acid, but now I know what it's like.
9: <laughs> Are they trying to hypnotize broadcast? Is there some sort of subliminal message in that big chalice in the middle of the the, 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 the big cup that they're playing for? Are you sure this no, isn't some you know, mind if game?
11: You know, if you look at it upside down, it says, I am the
9: walrus. <laughs> Why? Uh, At least it's keeping the floor changers, uh, you know, employed during these tough economic times. But, you absolutely. know, they have to bring and then they bring in the one floor in Dallas and it was crooked. And then they couldn't play on it the other night. Right. Well, there's nothing wrong with crooked lines. <laughs> <I don't understand. laughs> it was a great movie, by the way.
5: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, well,
9: was Luke Wilson in that or was it Andrew? Wilson? I don't know. <laughs> I think it was the Wilson sisters uh, from heart. <laughs> Remember those, oh, Robin? Very
5: oh, good. Nancy those are the Wilson, Wilson sisters, yeah. right?
11: Yes. Yep. I'll take uh, Nancy and Ann Wilson for 100.
9: Exactly. For I'll part. take her for 50 because times are tough right now, you know, and they're getting oh, older right, and I'm getting God. older. Now, so the you heart can't. was
11: good. <laughs> heart, heart was They were for, out of Seattle, Portland, up that way
9: somewhere. You think they were on asset at one time in their careers, probably?
11: <laughs> I just think they were from the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> I don't know what they were.
9: <laughs> Bill, tomorrow night, another good one. Now, Wemby, we've seen them up and down. There's one last serious question, if I may. Because people say, "Well, you know, some nights he looks great, and then some nights, you know." So obviously, it's it's a work in progress. And it, I sure. love how people like the first game he plays well, and the next game he doesn't, and people, oh my God, he's the first pick in the draft. How is he not dominating?
11: Yeah. Well, I think we all need to remember that he's 19 years old, and he's been playing in the French league, so that there's there's going to be an adjustment certainly for him to play uh, in the NBA. And, and Pop even said he's going to take a real long look at this guy. Let let him kind of freelance for a while. See what he's got, and then try to really run some plays for him. So they're really just kind of experimenting with him right now, different lineups. So they're just really a work in progress all the way around, including Victor. But he's 19 years old, so they're not going to rush him. They've got a lot of young guys around him. So they're not going to hit the fast-forward button. One of the things about Pop, even though he's in his mid-70s, he's got a lot of patience – and, um, you know, I know the fans are reluctant to see this kid win right away, but I think it's a long-term project for him and for the team. So, uh, you know, we'll just have to see how it goes. But I, I think he's got tremendous upside. He's already done some things I haven't seen on the basketball court, so I know that he's going to be very, very good. It's just a matter of him, you know, getting comfortable and, you know, getting his reps and, and growing up a little bit. You know, he's 19 years old.
9: Yeah, no, he looks like a, he looks like the real deal. And, again, when you're when you're going to France – and you're going to all these countries and scouting, and that's what you mentioned. It. Pop did it, you know, with Ginobili and Tony Parker, and then all the guys who go up to St. Mary's up there in Moraga and play there. A lot of the a lot of the players who are great three point shooters have come out of that out of the West Coast. It's amazing.
11: There's a real Aussie connection with St. Mary's, Patty yes, Mills. The,
9: yeah, it's Patty like, Mills <laughs> has been around. Is he still in the league? He's been around forever, Patty Mills.
11: Yes, yes. Uh, he's, he's with someone He's not playing very much, but it, he is still in the league, yes.
9: Beautiful. Bill Schoning, ladies and gentlemen, you're not getting this kind of NBA breakdown anywhere, even on Inside oh. the N- NBA, Outside the NBA, yeah. Sideways in the NBA, all the podcasts right. that you listen to involving the NBA, but there's no one better than Bill Schoening in the National Basketball Association, the and voice of your... Not
11: forget. let's not forget the Adrian Barbeau
9: references as well. Exactly right. We, we you know, exactly. they may get older, but we still remember until we sorry. don't. Until no, we sorry. don't anymore.
7: <laughs> then it would be an outrage. <laughs> yes, it would.
9: Bill, I hope to see you, man. And when you come into Miami, that's the closest venue. When are the Spurs coming to Miami?
11: I, I got to check the schedule, but uh, at least once. I know we come in once, and we come to Orlando once.
9: All right. When we if you when you guys come to Atlanta, um, we're going to drive across Alligator Alley. You mean to Miami? Right. To Miami. Where did I say?
8: You said Atlanta. No,
9: <laughs> Miami. I-75, Alligator Alley. We'll go shoot go. right across, and we'll come and see you in the Spurs play, brother.
8: Let's do it. Let's do
9: it. All right. All thanks. Right, Don't forget the book again. You can get it online. You can order it on Amazon. Stories, so sports. It, Tony. What's and that?
8: Songs. Yes, stories, sports, and songs. Yes, stories,
9: sports, and songs. Great stories in there from a great, a an amazing career. Yes, not just a basketball guy talking about the four corners. And still going strong. Yes, it is. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much, Bill. Thanks, guys. Let's give him a roaring round of applause, Robin. If you can bring it up, please. (laughs) How dare you turn the audience down? (sighs) Love that guy. See, kids, if you want to be a broadcaster, all you have to have is the passion and the energy and the willing to work in small markets and work your way up. Then you, too, can become Bill Shoney one day. I don't know if the singing and all that other stuff, because he's multi-talented.
8: Yes, he is. He's like a triple threat.
9: Yes, he is. He's a five-tool player, as they say in baseball. Oh, here's the heart. There's the Wilson sisters. Which one was the hotter one? Do you remember?
8: Um, They were both hot in different ways. Yeah. Like the dark-haired one had like really intense eyes. The Blondie was. I
9: saw them at the Boston Garden in 1984, Robin. Yeah. They were strong. And somebody says to me, "When I think of the Wilson sisters, what do I think of, Robin?" I don't know. You know what I think of when I see the Wilson sisters, what?
8: Robin? Oh, oh, yes, I do.
9: Wish I could find it. Wait, ba- let me hear the Barracuda. Crank it up,
8: Barracuda. <laughs>
7: Listening to Tony Bruto's Sports Network. Tony didn't invent sports radio, he perfected it.
3: You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around.
1: How much is safety and peace of mind worth to you? Severe weather can happen suddenly, and the AccuWeather app gives you more accurate and timely warnings than any other source, right down to the street level. A Premium Plus subscription on the AccuWeather app costs less than a cup of coffee each month, and with it, you get the fastest and most accurate alerts to keep you and your loved ones safer. Clear, concise, and actionable forecasts with superior accuracy. Download the AccuWeather app and choose a Premium Plus subscription today. Paid for by
12: government.com. Can you believe it? A huge hoard of 2018 American Eagle Silver Dollar coins were confiscated when the FBI busted an international fraud ring that stretched from South Dakota to Norway. It sounds like a Hollywood movie, but it's not. These 99.9% pure silver 2018 Silver Eagles, recovered from U.S. Mint-sealed boxes concealed in a garage in Norway, are now available and can be yours. Your guaranteed mint condition, American Eagle Silver Dollar. Seized from the Norway Horde. Quantities are extremely limited. To learn more, call 1-800-859-1518. Plus, you'll receive a free bonus package, a $25 value, free with every order. Don't let this incredible opportunity slip away. Call 1-800-859-1518 now to secure your American Silver Eagles from the seized Norway Horde before they're gone. That's 1-800-859-1518.
3: We're going abroad for the first time in years to Spain, so we started using Babbel
12: and started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just 3 weeks.
5: ¿Cómo te llamas?
12: ¿Cómo te llamas? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind.
3: In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Gracias, Babbel.
12: Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free at babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com.
7: Now back to the biggest sports network on the planet, the Tony Bruno Sports Network.
10: with it.
4: You on the ball with your kid, Watch your step, you might fall trying to do what I did, Mama. Uh, mama, uh, Mama, come close side. in the middle of the club with the rubber duck. Uh. no love for the haters. The haters Mad cause I got floor seats at the Lakers. See me on the fifty-yard line with the Raiders. Met Ali, he told me I'm the greatest. I got the fever for the flavor of a
9: B. Get your name out my phone. Out my mouth. Tony Bruno, Miss Robin here on a thirsty Thursday, the week before Thanksgiving. Thanks again to Bill Schoening. What a great guy. He's just a fun, fun person. Yes. Travels all over the world. Travels to all these... Because he wants to see America. Because America is a beautiful country. Imagine going to every... And that's his goal, to go to every national park. How many national parks have you been to, Robin?
8: Um, A few, but not nearly as many. 32. I mean, that's impressive.
9: By the way, I want to acknowledge my... The people who are sliding into my DMs on my Twitter account <laughs> at Tony Bruno Nation, if you want to follow me on X. So I look at the, you know I, I go in there, and then I see things, and then I see people sliding into my DMs who I don't even follow. Let me give you an example right now, Robin.
8: Oh yes, let's shall from
9: Caddy W.
8: Don't don't give them any credit because this is no. I mean all I'm spam. sure, it's but I'm spam. thinking it's
9: that, attractive woman Caddy W. Oh, yeah. And she slides into my DMs, and this is what she says. High-end erotic silicone sex styles and major luxury shoes. Nike, LV, Gucci, and many major brands. Add my WhatsApp.
8: Total. What's that? And 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 they're all Asian. Have you noticed that?
9: Not that there's anything wrong with that, no, Robin. No, you no. Know.
8: but I mean, it's such like I don't understand how anybody. Well, wait. Could...
9: It says sports shoe source factory direct sales. <laughs> how do you know she's not a legitimate person? You're a big shoe whore, Robin, an admitted, self admitted shoe whore. Yes, factory I am. Factory direct, Robin. Aren't we looking now? With you know, with Black Friday coming. Aren't you looking for Lotto?
8: Well, here's another New one. Balance,
9: Diodoro, Mizuno.
8: Here's another one Kappa. that you got, Tony. That is so believable. That's why I want to show you. Especially, I want to show you a,
9: the attraction that I'm now. Asian women dig me, Robin. Yes, really. <laughs> Asian chicks dig me. <laughs>
8: and 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 also they all think they, they they know you so well that they call you Bruno Nation and not Tony. It's,
9: well, it's a nation. So, I mean, it's not even a nation now. It's international.
8: Yes, but it's hey, like a
9: globalist empire we're building hey here. Hey
8: Bruno Nation, my name is Darcy. I'm extremely happy right now and I want you to have fun. Well, see,
9: this is the, this is the kind of appreciation I get oh. from random people. Sliding it's into my so DMs, and then you have the gall—you have the gall to criticize these young ladies. Block, delete, block. Any more delete. good ones in there, Rob. That's the only people to follow me now. Everybody else is yelling oh, at me because I another. rip pink. Here's all these dumb one. broads who, who 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 love pink. You can love pink all you want. I here's don't care one. if you love Pink and you want to go to her shows. Go to her shows. I'm not telling you what to do.
8: Oh, here's one, and I think that that actually is a picture of Eva Longoria speaking. Of Eva, Eva Longoria, Longoria, Longoria just is following me now, sliding no, in my DMs. Yes, but she's calling. Uh, she's. This is one of her secret accounts, Tony, because she's calling herself. What? Who is that lady?
9: Who is that lady?
8: And she lady? she writes to you. Hi. Good morning. Good morning.
9: Thank you for joining me today.
8: Block. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> Wait a minute! I want to hear the whole message, Robin. That
9: was it. That How was it. dare you sell me short? How dare you not allow me a, a, oh. at least a vicarious Here's thrill? Here's another one.
8: Here's another one. <laughs> Leisha, not Lisa, but Leisha Alicia. Sen. Leisha who? Leisha Sen. Sen? Yes. Like Sen Sen. Another nice Asian lady. She writes, "Hey dear." That's it. Nothing else. Just hey, hey dear.
9: dear. What Asian chick says Block. dear?
8: Delete. <laughs> it's just...
9: Dear, how about oh. me love you long time? How about what can I get you for $10, It annoys Bruno? me.
8: Like, these fake accounts really, really, really
9: annoy me. Well, I have okay. one. I have, a vis- I have a voicemail in there, too. Do
5: you? Yeah. you so horny. Me so horny. You keep lying. Me lying love, you love you long
9: time. I get it. You know, it's just a certain thing, you know. Yeah. People go through phases. You know, white chicks go through... Black phases, the BBC, I mean you know they have to try it, and then you don't go back once you try it mm-hmm, that's right. what I've heard, and then you know men, a the lot of men I is, know you know they have Asian chick fantasies, right right and again these this isn't sexual, these well, are just like they're attracted to Asian women, but white chicks like, are attracted to men of all colors you there's have nothing tikes. wrong with it
8: there's nothing wrong with that there's something that strikes your fancy like exactly um i I have the chiseled jawline and broad shoulder and
9: do they DM you do they slide into your DMs Robin
8: unfortunately no apparently women, are you getting like hot see, Asian
9: women checking uh, here's what on? I've
8: here's what I've noticed what um women <laughs> do not fall for fake accounts the way that men fall for fake accounts because I I haven't I fallen for any of these Robin but apparently, a lot of men do. Otherwise, they wouldn't be trying constantly. It's, it's like when you get
9: these scam-likely voicemails. Mm-hmm. You know, you know right away they're fake. Correct. But you're right. They'll try anything. And most of these are probably not women. They're probably not Asian. They're just people trying to, to fish you, to draw you in. Although the latex shoe thing sounds pretty good <laughs> right now, Robin. It you know what I'm interesting. saying? interesting. Yeah.
8: Hey, Tony, shall we uh, do a quick Florida story?
9: Let's do this plan. Do we have any texts? I haven't checked it in a little while because I can't find it again now. Where's the damn text uh, operation, Robin?
8: Well, first of all, did you know that back in the, this is this is a this is an extra bonus Florida story? Okay. Um, did you know that back in history? The Sunshine State was almost split in half for a uh shipping shortcut. They were gonna do like, like the Panama a, Canal. They were gonna do like a Panama Canal. All they
9: all I want them to do now in Cape Coral is cut through the Everglades the, the uh the uh, Matt Lachey Wildlife Preserve and just make a boat lane so I don't have to go all the way down with my boat all the way down to Matt Lachey and just go straight out
8: to to Bonita. They were going to make a canal, a barge canal all the way across um, just like the Panama Canal um, and it was stopped by um, President uh, Carter, I believe. Let me just look at, double check. Jimmy Carter?
9: Now, let's yeah. be accurate here, Robin. So, we don't want to accuse the so, politicians of the not large doing— So the
8: large-scale project was proposed in the 1930s as part well, of— Well, that's the not New Jimmy
9: Carter. He was in the 70s. Uh, I,
8: I know. Okay. But as part of the New Deal, not the New New Deal. Not the Green New, the Deal. Green New, no. New Deal. But the Old New Deal program initiated by President Franklin Roosevelt— and again in 1942 as a national defense project. And according to the state, the Florida State Library and Archives, a project was granted funding in 1963 under President John F. Kennedy, and engineers actually went to work, and they started doing it. And
9: Ask not what your canal can do for you. Ask what you can do for your canal. Um,
8: the route would have started in the Palatka area, on the St. John's River, nearly seventy miles upstream from the Atlantic Ocean, and ending about hundred and ten miles southwestward across the state, and emptying into the Gulf of Mexico.
9: They should do. I think we should go out there right now with shovels and build that some bitch right now. Then we won't have to get on I 75 seventy five, seventy five, seventy five through the alligator-infested waters. Risking our lives just to make it from east to west or west to east. By the way, Bay City Tony on my Twitter so account. it was
8: President Nixon. It was President. President Ni-
9: Nixon. So President. Now wonder why Nixon was he in was in the- impeached, and no wonder why he was tricky dick.
8: But a port- according, by the time President Nixon stopped construction of the project in 1971, the 75 million dollars had been spent, and it was only about 28 percent completed, and um, they stopped it due to supply and. Money and it's an outrage, but just think it could have had like we could have had ships going across the state.
9: My ship has long sailed, Robin, and so has yours. But now let's do the real Florida story. All right, let's go to the Florida update desk and your correspondent, all thing Florida, Miss Robin.
5: Down to Florida.
9: Well, there's no sunshine the last couple of days, a little bit today, but they're kicking up and soaking up the rays. Every day in Florida And now all you ladies out there Listen up right now Maybe this woman could be you Yeah. But there's one woman Who did what she planned to do And for that We will give her the official Tony Bruno Sports Network Sticker to put on her chest Here she is, Miss Robin, with the update
8: And Now you know that we are all about Fulfilling people's dreams, Tony Bruno Absolutely, Especially right. down here in the Sunshine State And November 13th, a fully nude couple Fully um, nude was a cot having fully nude sex. So not well, just
9: pretty, well, you can have yeah, you can have, you partially. have partially
8: nude sex. Yeah, you, you can, can just,
9: just pull down the pants and not pretend, or, just,
8: or you can just unzip it,
9: or go and yeah, yeah, unzip or untuck it, it untuck if you're it, you know whatever. if you're into that stuff.
8: But um, apparently, a couple <laughs> was having fully nude sex on a Florida causeway. <laughs>
9: Which causeway and why? What cause? What was the cause?
8: In front. Well, I let me see if I can. It, it, it says Causeway. It doesn't even say. This is a bad article. But I have to read some of the exact things that they wrote down. Well, but if it was a
9: couple, it was a man and a woman?
8: Yes. Um, it was uh, a man and a woman, um, Sarah Fazekas, 55, mm-hmm. and Robert Clark, 60, Oh, so they they were were, old and frisky. Yeah, they were old and frisky, but they were having sex in front of children and other witnesses. What? Where? Yes. A woman told cops, it was always this woman. So, Sarah, she she told the cops, it was always a dream of mine to engage in such a public tryst. While her male companion showed zero remorse when he was caught, um, after receiving multiple 911 calls... Uh, the sheriff's deputies <laughs> responded in. Oh, here it is, Dunedin. It was oh,
9: it's in Dunedin, it's a Dunedin right? It you Dunedin. know, right next to Clearwater up yes, there. Yes,
8: it was Dunedin. Um, the home
9: of I believe the Pittsburgh Pirates are up there. The, the Detroit the police, Tigers.
8: The police. Uh, the, the police report says that they discovered a couple having fully nude sexual intercourse in the presence of the victims.
9: Now, where in Dunedin? Because um, that's that beautiful bay there. There's, I know it's it says beautiful. A, I don't in know what the
8: co- what is a causeway? Is that a freeway?
9: No, it's a it's a roadway.
8: Okay, well, it's right on the road then. Um, and here, uh, causeways
9: well, usually go over water, Robin.
8: So they were fully nude on top of one each other. Uh, the co- his back.
9: W- I'm trying to visualize a 55 so man, year old chick the, and a 60 year old the dude. The man
8: was on his back with his genitals fully exposed, but here's. This is, so it was
9: reverse cowboy? What were this, they doing? This
8: was the witness. This is my favorite part. The witness <laughs> described the pair's encounter as crack to sack, going to town. What? Yeah, crack, crack to, sack, to sack, going to town. That's
9: the crack to sack whack, Jack. <laughs> what?
8: Now, I know, crack to sack, going to town. I'm,
9: I'm trying to, to visualize crack to sack. You know, crack don't, sack, crack don't go crack. Black don't crack. I know that line, but I don't know crack to sack. Is that like a new, no. a fresh, fresh vegetable but place?
8: When when Clark, the man who had zero remorse for what they were doing, so
9: the women had zero remorse. She's no, the she, one who wanted sh- to do this. it yeah,
8: was always her dream. But the man, what he told he told the cops, he said, um, when when they were saying, "Hey, there's children around here," he said, "Well, they shouldn't be around here anyway. They should be playing on the causeway. They should be home." <laughs> You know
9: See who says Old people can't have fun God I can't imagine that I'm sure they weren't Like really smoking hot Really well built Fit uh, seniors well, are they seniors at that point? No, fifty is fifth. Well, AARP, 55, 60, yeah. fifty-five. You can get an AARP card, right? The,
8: the man is actually bald with a goatee. Oh, you have goatee. pictures of him? <laughs> silver goatee, kind of looks like you. <laughs> well, you
9: mean like every other guy in my age group that's got a silver goatee and a bald head, like ninety percent uh, of the male population over fifty?
8: Yeah, and the woman, you know, the woman <laughs> with, right? some, with some makeup. She wood? probably. Let me see.
9: Is it mm-hmm. one of those wood questions?
8: Well, in this. Can
9: we post it on my Twitter? page? Page and then I'll post. I'll ask the question. Okay. Would you? Would you You know what I'm saying?
8: <laughs> but uh, I just love. I love instead of. So they, it, did they, did they go to the, the big man, house. What did they I do? I just love the man saying instead of. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Shouldn't have done it in the kids. Instead, of, shouldn't have been doing it in front of the kids. Going, hey, those kids shouldn't have been here. Don't anyway, play in traffic,
9: know. kids. Get out of here.
8: <laughs> Sack to crack. Okay. Sack. <laughs>
9: crack to sack. Isn't that a big place down in uh, Naples, in Bonita Springs? That big f- place with all the food and you have uh, the band playing in there? Oh, that's feed to table. I'm sorry. Right? Isn't there feed to table? Yes,
8: feed to table. I think yeah, that Crack
9: to sack is in the back room, I think. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go get some privacy, it's
8: like the same idea, but totally different. <laughs> there you have it, folks. Welcome to Florida.
9: Wow. That's where, a great story. I got to see a picture of the couple
8: where you can fulfill your dreams. One.
9: You sure that's not the guy who was selling uh Viagra at, yes. the, at the, what do you call a place? He did uh, not
8: have a beard. This guy definitely has a beard and the other guy had hair. This guy doesn't have any hair.
9: Well, he's got to get more of that uh, propitious stuff, whatever the hell they put on their heads, and rub it up and slap it down and flip it and rub it down.
8: This was a very short segment, Tony, because we will be coming back with the fabulous, fabulous Warren, Warren Moon. Moon.
9: One of the all-time great players and one of my all-time great pals because we love this guy.
8: Yes. Oh, there, there's is, your computer.
9: Is that Warren calling it right no, now? No,
8: that's your computer doing that's it. That's
9: all right. My computer's getting aroused, too. It's cracked a sack. Crack to sack or sack to crack? Uh sack to crack. Sack to crack there. Try don't try that this holiday weekend. Well, wait till Thanksgiving. Then after you have all the turkey and all the trimmings and you watch three football games, you say, Hey honey, I got a lot of L tryptophan in me. Let's say we go crack to sack.
8: Sack to crack. Sack to Johnny. crack, I'm sorry. Go s- have, crack I'll have to sack. rehearse.
9: <laughs> you up for some sack to crack? Or crack to sack? Which one is it, Robin? <laughs> sack to, to crack. crack not hacky sack you do that outside and, uh, and it's not really fun it's stupid we're coming right back with the great warren moon and much more still ahead it's the Thursday, thursday before thanksgiving edition tony bruno on coincidentally the tony bruno sports network
7: Listening to Tony Bruto's Sports Network. <clears throat> Tony didn't invent sports radio, he perfected it.
4: now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-503-2031. That's 800-503-2031. What do you have to lose? Call 800-503-2031. Again, 800-503-2031.
3: Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
7: Ladies and gentlemen, you've been waiting and now it's here. TBS and the Tony Bruno Sports Network. Make some noise! Tune in at 7 a.m. and hear Pete Shepard till 10. And then Defoe and Luby from 10 a.m. till noon. And then the man himself. Tony Bruno and the Tony Bruno show starts at 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Martinez and company from 6 p.m. to 8. And we've got more to come. The Tony Bruno Sports Network. Download the app. Tell your friends the game is on. T. B-S-N
9: The autumn wind was a pirate. Except this weekend when he's in Las Vegas for the Formula One race on the Strip. And you know who's going to be there. All the big names. All the glitterati. All the Hall of Famers. All the all-time greats including this man, ladies and gentlemen. We saw him at the Super Bowl. We were at a baseball stadium, and we were walking around in the concourse looking for free hot dogs and all kinds of stuff that they were giving out at the, uh, at the Lee Steinberg party. That's the last time we saw him. The great Warren Moon, not only an NFL Hall of Famer, but now a Houston Sports Hall of Famer. Moon, how are you, buddy?
13: I am doing great, Tony. How you doing, my man? Not as it's good been as been you, man.
9: Not as, and, you know. I, I, when, I, when I saw that the other night, and I said, wait a minute. How was Warren Moon just going into the Houston Hall of Fame, and I got all these people coming after me? Well, because it's only a couple of years old. And I apologize for that, but I did not know. How was it that, why did it wait this long to have a Houston Sports Hall of Fame with all the great players who played in that great city?
13: Well, have you seen the, the list of people who are in there? I mean, uh, you, you can't deny any of the ones that already are in there, and some of those, uh, I guess, people have been waiting for a long time, like a Dan Pastorini and people like that, but... Um, I understand, and it, it doesn't—it uh, doesn't bother me. I mean, the fact that I am actually in there now is just a great honor. It doesn't ha- matter when it happened, and uh, I've been in a, a bunch of Hall of Fames so far, and this one is very special because this is where my NFL career started. So it makes it a little bit more special. And uh, my family all live there with me. They all my kids got a chance to see me play when I was in Houston, so this makes it a little bit more special because I can share it with all of them.
9: Did they play Houston or did they play Houston or or when you went up there? What did they play in the building?
13: No, they didn't play that yet, but they might play it when, uh, at our induction ceremony. That's not till the end of January. We just, they just made the announcement that I got in uh, last week and then uh, um, Cynthia Cooper and also Lance Bergman are going in with me. So we got a, a nice little class that's going in and, and i'm um, looking forward to it it should be a great night in in uh, january and I'm sure i'll have a bunch of people there representing me
9: now you're in vegas are you there for the f1 race because it's a spectacle i mean, it's unbelievable looking at the shots of, of how they converted the strip into the into this f1 track
13: yeah i'm co-hosting an event tonight called the culinary kickoff grand prix and uh, it's a collection of a lot of great chefs to go along with a lot of great wines uh, you, met, you pair them together and uh, it's really a fun night we have some entertainment and We've done this event at Super Bowl, we've done it at, at uh, Kentucky Derby, and all the big sporting events. This is the first time at F1, so we're really looking forward to it. it. Is at the uh, the Raiders Stadium uh, it should be a great uh, event tonight. So really looking forward to that.
9: Yeah, Robin and I, and all the Super Bowls we go to, we always see a taste of the NFL as one of the great events of Super Bowl weekend, and. We try to make it, you know, there's so many chefs we know, and it's a good chance, you know, we we see all the players every year, obviously. And I look forward to going to the Super Bowl because I run into, it's like a reunion. But that taste of the NFL and and these types of things, which are for charity for the most part, are an amazing event. And a lot of people overlook it. But it's really, to me, Rob, it's probably our favorite event of Super Bowl week is the Saturday night when they have the taste of the NFL.
13: Yeah, a lot of people go to that. I, I haven't been in a while. I always have some appearance of my my own that night. So somewhere trying to make some money, you know what I mean. But I hear you. Uh, but everybody that goes to the Taste of NFL always raves about it, and, and I love going to uh, to events where they have great, great cooking and great food and, and great wine because I'm a big foodie myself anyway. So uh, this is this this event tonight is right down my alley.
9: Now, while when I look, you you just mentioned you know, the Houston Sports Hall of Fame, is there a Hall of Fame you're not in? I mean, you're in the Canadian Football League Hall of Fame, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, uh, the UW Football Ring of Honor, five-time Grey Cup champion, two-time NFL passing leader, nine times in the Pro Bowl. Seriously, I mean, you have to be one of the most decorated players in football history, not just NFL or, or CFL, football history.
13: Yeah, I've been I've been honored quite a bit, so Tony. I'm very uh, very proud of my career, especially everything I had to go through to to uh convince people to even let me play the position of quarterback and, and now I've made it to the you know the top of that pinnacle. So uh really really proud of that. Um and like I said, the thing that I, I'm really most proud about is being able to share it with my my family. My kids are just too excited about this whole event. They all still live in the Houston area, so this is something that's very uh very fun for them to be able to celebrate. Uh, I have like eight grandkids now, and I've got—I'll have ten by by March. So um, they're being very productive. <laughs> with, <laughs> yes, their, they are with their, re, with their reproductive organs. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I'm going to have quite the party just having uh, wow. my kids and grandkids there, and then all my other friends. Uh, that, uh, that, that's going to add to the party. We're going to
9: have to go back to the mansion of uh, David Gow and have another big party over there at his spot in Houston, one of the great places, and we had a chance to go there many times and hang out.
13: Yeah, you know, I'm going on David Gow's show on uh, on Monday. I just got a call from uh, from Craig Larson. I'm sure you know who Craig is. Absolutely. And uh, I'll be doing his show on Monday. So, yeah, the Gow family is still there entrenched in Trinston, Houston.
9: No doubt about it. And they're great people. And when he puts those soirees on in the house, I mean, they spare no expense. We were there one night. And, and everybody, I'm like, Robert Ori's coming in. There's Warren Moon and, and my buddy Luigi, who then called you at the wrong time one night because he had his phone, and he was, he was hitting on David Gow's secretary.
8: Well, I think it was the other way around.
9: And the David Gow's secretary was hitting on my boy Luigi, and Luigi had his mom's phone number in there, and he had your number in, and then he, bu- he called you instead of calling his mom, and you answered the phone because yeah. he couldn't see in the dark.
13: Yeah, I'm like, I don't mind late-night calls, but not from a guy named Luigi. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> that could be dangerous.
9: Exactly.
8: <laughs> well, you know that it took him almost a year to admit that he actually accidentally did that. He was so embarrassed. And it's become such a story now that he called <laughs> War Moon. And the, my favorite line is where where you're like... Luigi what what who why are you calling me and then he's like Warren what are you doing at my mom's house
13: <laughs> we had the opposite ideas. There's no question about it.
9: Exactly right. <laughs> you know, talking about Houston again, because, you know, when, when people think of Super Bowl cities, you know, they think now Vegas is going to be in the steady rotation. They got the amazing—LA is going to be in it. They got the stadium. You know, but Houston—I've said this to Robin, and I know we go way back. I remember one of the Super Bowls in Houston when I was there with my boy Andrew Siciliano when I was at Fox in L.A., and you had a party in one of these clubs— And at at 2 o'clock in the morning, you know, you had a VIP area. And, of course, you know, I know Warren Moon. He's going to let me and Andrew in the the VIP. And then the party ended at like 2 a.m. And everybody left. And Warren said, well, don't leave yet. Don't leave yet. And all of a sudden, Roger Clemens, Kid Rock, and all these other people start coming in, and the party kicks back up again. I mean, that was one of the greatest, like, Super Bowl week. You know, all the athletes. A lot of the athletes have parties. But that was, to me... That was one of my favorite Super Bowl week parties because we stayed when and Andrew and I went on at five a.m. So we basically left there and went right to work, man. That was amazing.
13: Well, you were in my city, and uh, you know we, we have to go by the the rules as far as two o'clock getting the public out, but that doesn't mean we can't keep it going like you said. And I uh, have a little after party, and we had Kid Rock. Uh, he was DJing that night, so yeah. we, we had a, we had a great time that night. And that was a great Super Bowl. There was a lot of great parties that whole weekend, and. Houston does a great job of entertaining. It's a great city.
9: Yeah, and, you know, Robin and I, we were walking. I mean, everything down, you know, the convention center, and then you got the ballpark where the Astros play, yes. Minute Maid Park. It's a great downtown area, the light rail system. I
8: think that Houston put on the most strategically well-done Super Bowl. Like, it was, yeah. it was the easiest to get around. Nothing was too cramped. There was always parking. Yep. Uh, and if there wasn't parking, there was public transportation. It was and then we awesome.
9: walked through these fields to get to these tents where these big parties went. Remember that Super yeah. Bowl party in the tent? It rained a couple nights, and everybody's walking through the street, and then this all fields in these gigantic tents. But inside these gigantic tents were, like, unbelievable parties going on.
13: They know how to do it, man. <laughs> they know how to party down there in Texas, especially in Houston, <laughs> Texas, and, uh, I, they're gonna have uh, you know they just had the I think Final Four last year I think um, they have the World Cup come in there pretty in, in 2024 so or oh, 2026 I think it is so yeah they they, uh, they know how to host big time events in that city there's no question about it
9: now I know you're connected obviously you Dub and you know everything going on with the Pac-12 this year and so you know you were doing a lot of stuff up there at, in Seattle broadcasting and so forth. So what do you think is going to happen now? Because obviously the Pac-12 will be no more. At a great conference this year, and everybody who says that We talk about underrated conferences. I mean, the Pac-12's got some quality teams. Your thoughts on it? Because obviously you pe- played, you know, out there, and, and now you're seeing the end of, you know, one of the great conferences of all times.
13: Yeah, it's, it's a sad thing. You know, I played when it was a Pac-8, and it became the Pac-10 after that, and and then the Pac-12, and. And that conference has been so good, not only in football, but in all the other sports. So I think we win that overall uh, championship trophy almost every year for our conference because we have so many NCAA champions in other sports every year. So for that conference to be going away, it, it's really a tragedy. But, but I understand the reason why it's all about money. And it's all about TV contracts. and It's all about being able to keep the other sports sustainable, so you have to have enough money in your TV contract for football to make sure you have enough money to keep all the other sports going, so uh, it's sad that they're not going to be around anymore, but they are going to the Big Ten, and I'm looking forward to some of those great matchups they're going to have you know, with the Penn States and the Michigans and the Ohio State, so there's going to be some great Matchups with Pac 12 schools against those Big Ten schools.
9: Now, I mean, you never went to any of the other big uh, Pac 12 uh, teams or t- Pac 8 teams and stole signs and brought it back up there to UW, <laughs> did you?
13: That is, I think that is such a bunch of hardwash because um, if those coaches wanted to get rid of sign stealing, they'd go to the helmet communicator like they do in the NFL. Exactly. But, but, but they voted down every year because those coaches want to steal signs. <laughs> they want to try and get any advantage they possibly can. And and then you know what Tony, even if you even if you knew the what the signs were, there's four guys over there giving signals. You don't know which guy is the is the live signal. You don't know if it's one of the coaches cuz two coaches usually give them a couple of players. You don't know which of the signs they're actually using for that play. And then once the quarterback gets up to the line of scrimmage, a lot of times they change the play again, once they see what the defense is lined up in. So you don't get that much of an advantage by knowing what another team is doing uh, on a certain play.
9: In all of my years of stealing signs, when Chip Kelly went from Oregon to the Philadelphia Eagles, I always knew the Jerry Springer face, was the, that was the actual signal. They had all these different people, cartoons, the Simpsons, one guy's right. holding a Jerry Springer. I always thought, I figured it out, stealing signs then, that Jerry Springer was the go-to call, and all these coaches did not get it.
13: Well like I said, sometimes they can change it from week to week there could be different people giving signals and you don't know who that is so you're guessing um, so it's best to just go out there and play football if you can get a if you can get a little bit of an advantage on a play here or there fine but I think for the most part you're not going to win a game by stealing people's signs you've got to actually go out there and play even if a team knew what the other team was going to run you still got to stop it and uh what Michigan does they just They're just physically better than the other teams they play against. They don't do anything fancy. They just blow you off the football.
9: Now, I say you're going to be obviously out in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl breakfast in Vegas coming up in February, right?
13: Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna be there for breakfast. Breakfast is not a meal. I, I eat much, very much at uh, at Super Bowl because I'm usually out pretty late tonight. Before.
9: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like
13: yeah, a yeah. we
9: call it brunch there. Uh, most people call it breakfast. Yeah. If
13: there's a brunch. I'll come to the brunch.
9: <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, speaking what? of Vegas,
8: though, like um, a totally different topic. What is it like in Vegas right now with the strip closed off and the race going on there?
13: I thought you were going to say strip clubs. No, the strip clubs are always open. They never close those they down, man. They never close. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's, uh, it's amazing what they've been able to do with that track. Um, I watched the closing cerem i mean, the opening ceremonies last night on television. I wasn't here. I got here today, and it looked amazing on TV as far as what they've been able to do with that strip and, and the uh, the paddock and and the you know that main drag that, that you come down on the straightaway. Uh, it doesn't even look like Vegas, but. Because of the the backdrop of all the lights in the in the the hotels and the casinos, and that I don't know if you saw that last night, but what an amazing view it is, and they're gonna. Do this race at night, which yep. I think for the first time they're doing F one at night, it's going to be really a spectacular sight to see.
9: And that sphere thing, I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, the thing about Vegas, well, you know, Robin and I when we lived in L A., we were going every year. And they were like, remember I, that whole set downtown center thing where the Cosmopolitan? That was they shut that down for a while during the, yeah. the you know, the the, the the economic downturn in two thousand eight. Yeah. And everybody said, "Well, they're not going to build them," and there were a lot of buildings going up. And, and then all of a sudden, boom! Everything went crazy, and now they got baseball the uh, MLB owners voted unanimously today to have the Oakland Raiders, and it's sad for Oakland losing all their teams. So now Oakland, uh, Vegas, will be a team, a city, that went from no professional sports to four professional sports franchises with the Vegas A's going to be there, of course, the WNBA champions. Then you have football, and you also have, uh, what's the other four teams? Hockey. Hockey hockey was the first team. The NHL was the first franchise. Then they got the National Football League, and they finally decided on building the Raider stadium, and then WNBA, and, and they're the champions, and now they're getting the Oakland A's. And I know a lot of folks, and I know you've been uh, out in the Bay Area many, many times. I mean, I feel bad for the Oakland fans, but they tried to do so many things, and it didn't seem to be any kind of momentum or at least a, a solid plan because the owner there, you know, they hate him. They hated John Fisher, and the fans in the last year were really, really angry that he was taking the team away from Oakland, and now Oakland has no professional sports, sad to say.
13: Yeah, it is sad to think. Of. That's been a great uh, sports community. They've, they've really supported whatever teams have been there, whether it was the Warriors or the, or the A's or the, uh, the Raiders, but uh, now they're going to have nothing, and I'm sure that's going to really hurt their economy too, as far as uh, just the economy in that city, because they, they relied on all those sports to be active, you know, to bring business to the restaurants and the hotels and all that, so yeah, it's, it's sad for that to happen. A lot of jobs are going to be lost because of that. But, you know, Vegas will prosper from it, and uh, they'll probably get an NBA team here in the next uh, year or two as well when they're ready to expand. I'm thinking that when they expand, it'll probably be to Vegas and also to uh, Seattle, which is where I live, and we're trying to get another team up there to replace the Sonics. So uh, Vegas is, is, uh, is a destination spot right now, no question about it in sports. Um, they, they do a great job of supporting these teams. I mean, they've already had what the uh, – uh if... Stanley Cup champions are yep. right here, and the WNBA champions are right here. So, they, Not only do they have the sports teams, it's not like they have a bunch of expansion teams that don't win. These teams actually win. They win in championships. So uh, they're off to a great start with the with the way they've started their sports here in, uh, in Las Vegas.
9: The last thing from me, Warren, and that, of course, is the quarterback situation in the NFL. I mean, so many young players, so many quarterbacks being thrown into the fire. Some of them work. Some of them don't. The Giants and the Jets are in a mess right now. The Patriots situation. And I think, you know, I'm thinking the other day when the Giants were playing, they threw out Tommy DeVito. I said, Warren Moon can go out there right now at 66 and go out there and at least move the football into field goal range for these guys.
13: Well, you give me a three-step drop, yeah, I can do that, or I can take one step in the shotgun and, and get it out of my hand. But, you know, the thing that's really hurt these teams this year is, I think about half the league has gone to their backup quarterback or third quarterback this year. And you've never seen that before. Usually the starters stay relatively healthy. You usually maybe lose you know, four or five guys throughout the course of a season that, that you have to go to your backup. But they've already, through the first half of this season, I think half the league has gone to their backup quarterback. And I think that's one of the reasons scoring is down in the league. Plus, you all have all these these young quarterbacks that came in this year that started as well. So uh, we've got to get back on track with the quarterback position because that's, a, that's a, the most important position in team sports. And when your starting quarterback isn't out there and, and being functional, uh, your team is going to suffer badly. And, and you're seeing it happen around the league with all these backup quarterbacks having to play.
9: Well, one of the things that really impresses me the most about you are not just because you're a great player and all the things you accomplished, and your, you know, your philanthropy is unquestionable. But the fact that we're talking about, you know, back in the day when a black quarterback playing in professional sports in the NFL or the CFL was a rarity. Now we're seeing so many great African-American and, and kids playing quarterback and moving up the food chain. So, you, you're, I mean, you're a pioneer. You had to endure this back when nobody was talking about players of color being quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, that's got to be even more special than being in all these halls of fame.
13: Well, that's one of the most proudest things I am in my career is that I was able to go out there and, and play at a high level uh, along with you know Doug Williams winning a Super Bowl during the same time I was playing, along with Randall Cunningham being a star there in Philadelphia. I think the way we played the game as African-Americans at the, at the level that we played it, Really opened the doors for a lot of other African American quarterbacks to get opportunities to play the position, and now you see this year 14 African American quarterbacks started on, on day one of the season, and that's the most that's ever happened in the history of the league. So, I like to stick my chest out a little bit because I know I played a small part in that happening, and I'm really happy that these guys are getting their opportunities to show what they can do.
9: My boy Jeff, play action real in Arizona, big Warren Moon fan, and we talk about players of impact. As you know regardless of the color, it's a, it's a crapshoot when you have a number one pick, top five pick, and you got to go for a quarterback. And we've seen the Jets and the Giants and a lot of teams. But C.J. Stroud, the, this kid this year, and with the job that they're doing in Houston with the Texans who are downtrodden, now all of a sudden the Texans, they could be not only, not only is Stroud going to be the rookie of the year, he could be the MVP of the league in his rookie year.
13: Well, he's in that, that uh, conversation right now because of the way he's playing and some of the other top quarterbacks uh, like Josh Allen is not playing very well right now. You look at um, Jalen Hurts has been um, kind of hobbled up, so he's not playing at the top of his game, but he's, you know, his team is still winning. Patrick Mahomes is having struggles because his wide receivers aren't catching the football. So some of the top guys in the league aren't playing that well, and that allows a C.J. Stroud, who's only a rookie, and has these huge numbers and his team is winning, uh, to come in there and become maybe an MVP. He'll definitely be the, the rookie of the year, the offensive rookie of the year. And I thought coming into the draft he was the best pure passer in the draft. Uh there were other guys that you know, that went ahead of him, Bryce Young, because of his career at, at Alabama and then you had the Will Levitt's kid from, uh, from from Kentucky who had a, a really strong arm. And the kid thought,
9: Anthony Richardson was, thought, from Florida, who didn't play much at Florida and was like forced right into the into the job there and got banged up really early in his career.
13: Yeah, and he wasn't the he wasn't the pure passer that uh, that, that CJ was, and CJ is really showing that right now. He, he really does a great job of getting the ball out of his hand. A lot of young rookies get confused and they hold the ball a long time and end up getting sacked a lot or, or getting knocked around, but. He really has a good rhythm to his game right now. He's got some good receivers that really know how to run with the ball after the catch. And, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's got his team in a position to maybe win their division and go in the playoffs. So he should be in the MVP consideration.
9: And D'Amico Ryans, I know there's a lot of great coaches, but D'Amico Ryans, what he's done with that team and build, and, and that's you know the thing about these younger coaches, these players can relate to them. And the one thing that I see about C.J. Stroud is that, You know, he's just a confident young man. He's a man of faith. And a lot of people don't like that this day and age. But you could see this man believes in himself and everybody around him believes in him, too.
13: Well, that, that's a lot. It has a lot to do with uh, young quarterbacks or young players in general having success It's how much confidence they have in themselves and how much they believe in themselves. And he does do that, and he puts in the work. And I think that's the most important thing. During the offseason, he, he he was in Planet there right in Houston and making sure that he was there every day working out with his receivers, getting a chance to get with his offensive coordinator, learning the playbook, and uh, he's, he's getting the fruits of his labor because of the way he's playing right now. So. Uh, Yeah, that has a whole lot to do with it with these young guys, and uh, I'm just glad he's having that type of success.
9: The great Warren Moon, man. It's always great to catch up, Warren. And when I saw that story the other night, I called my boy over there in Houston, Texas, The, the guy who's a great quarterback guy, Sean Salisbury, who's doing radio in Houston, and I said, man... How great is this with Warren Moon and Sean Salisbury working there and working with young quarterbacks? Because he's a guy now, you know, in his retirement is doing radio, but he also works with a lot of quarterbacks and knows exactly what's going on with these kids.
13: Yeah, he does some quarterback training, and he even trained my uh, my grandson, who was a high school quarterback a few years ago. He trained him and did a great job with him, so... Sean knows what he's doing. He wasn't a great player himself, but he knows how to he knows how to coach it.
9: <laughs> oh, I gotta tell him. Uh, Why did I tell him? Well, I'm not gonna uh, tell him. I've been calling him and he doesn't get back to me. So uh, I'm gonna I, come no, down to Houston. No, you, and I got you. Tell him the reason I said that is I want you to tell him that. <laughs> I'm
13: gonna You'll I'm gonna laugh. text him that as soon as the show is done. <laughs> <laughs> He'll die laughing.
9: Nah, he's a great me guy. And
13: Sean, me and Sean are great friends. You know, he was my uh, my backup in Minnesota. We, we have a great relationship, so. I'm just I'm just joking, but no, uh, he'll, he'll get a kick out of
9: it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Now, Sean is a great guy, and I'm happy for how he's picked up his career. And you know, he went through a lot of stuff, but then he settled in in Houston. They love him there. And anybody who knows quarterbacks or has kids who played quarterback, they all know how Sean works with these kids. Like Dan Ostrowski is another guy. You know, not a great quarterback in the NFL, but certainly a guy who knows the position and knows when he sees kids who know what they're doing, and can feel the game, and it's not too big or fast for them.
13: Well, you, you see that with a lot of uh, backup quarterbacks because they don't get a lot of reps in practice when uh, when they're playing. They have to know the game that way. They have to learn and study the game a little bit more to, to get an advantage. So if they are asked to play, uh, they're prepared to play without a whole lot of practice. So that's why you see a lot of backup quarterbacks have a whole lot of knowledge about the game.
9: Warren, we've covered it all, man. Pew Super yes, Bowl parties, Seattle... Uh, Washington, CFL, uh, Super Bowl parties, wine, food, uh, Super Bowl parties, Houston, (laughs) Vegas.
8: Well, we uh, are going to be out again in Vegas for the Super Bowl, (laughs) so I'm sure that we will run into you again out there.
13: Yeah, we can talk about world peace and wars and all that stuff the next time we talk.
9: Yeah, exactly. We, We didn't have time to get into that today because that may be something that's a little more difficult right now than breaking down the National Football League.
13: Uh, I don't know. The National Football League is pretty difficult. Well, yeah, no doubt about it.
9: But not, especially when you're not playing anymore, and you can look at it and comment like we do now, yeah. except you you're comment right. as a multi-Hall of Fame guy. Warren, well, always great to talk to you, brother. Appreciate your time, man.
13: Tony, great talking to you as well. Robin, great talking to you. You guys have a good day, all right? We'll see you soon. See
9: all right, you there he is, ladies and gentlemen. Let's put your hands together. Another one of the all-time greats. I don't, I don't say this about every guest, Robin. Warren Moon is clearly an all-time uh, great.
8: He's been so good to us over the years, and every single time we see him, you know, big hugs, and he's just a wonderful guy.
9: He really is. He's a, he's a genuinely good, yeah. caring guy who is who keeps on his legacy, whether it's in Seattle or wherever he goes. Everybody flocks. They want to be around yeah. him. Well, now, I, I'm taller than Warren Moon, but I can never play quarterback.
8: Well, the thing I like about Warren is that you know, for somebody of his caliber to be still so grounded and it it hasn't gone to his head. I mean, he's just willing to help anybody. And, and that's unusual for somebody of his.
9: You know, when you have the success definitely. and obviously he's made a good living and philanthropy is the way a lot of these players yeah. give back. They help kids in the communities. They do everything that they know is the right thing. he doesn't just
8: throw money at stuff. He no, actually, no, he's a philanthropist.
9: He, he picks, char, you know, he picks and, charities. He and has and a charity and a foundation. he works
8: at stuff himself. He's out there.
9: Exactly. You know, to don't help I, help I give him. him a roaring round of applause? No? Let's <laughs> do it again. Beautiful, man.
8: Okay, why don't we go to break now? I then need then a we'll,
9: cigarette break, and I don't uh, even smoke anymore and then after when we come moment.
8: back... We will open up the phone lines because... Are they uh, closed right now? They are closed at the moment because we're going to go to break.
9: Okay, when we come back, here's the number to call. Observations, reminiscences, reflections. And we'll play a little Snoop, too, because Snoop announced today, ladies and gentlemen, the big story on Action News. He is going to give up smoke after consideration with his family. Please respect his privacy at this time. We will continue to explore the Snoop Dogg giving up smoke. And we'll play another one of the great... Snoop Jams from back in the day, yo. It's Tony Bruno, Miss Robin, the whole Meshpooka here on the week before Thanksgiving on the Tony Bruno Sports Network. Shout out to Jim Rome. I hope he doesn't get mad that I'm playing his theme song here. No. Welcome to the jungle. It's a jungle out there, no matter where you are.
7: Tony Bruno Sports Network. <laughs> Tony didn't event sports radio. He perfected it.
3: Imagine a world where animals and humans coexist in harmony, where wild animals thrive, habitats are protected, and marginalized communities are empowered. At International Animal Rescue, this is our vision. Our holistic, community-led projects not only rescue animals, but also protect and replenish precious habitats, creating a better future for us all. But we can't do this without you. Show your support now and help keep the wild Wild. Visit internationalanimalrescue.org. Get in zone.
5: Autozone.
4: Autozone is more than a part store. It's where we help you solve problems like sorry I'm late, my battery died,
3: and. <sighs> I need a jump again.
4: At America's number one battery destination, you can find the right battery at the right price with options starting at only $89.99. And we offer free battery testing and charging whenever you need it. Get the parts and help
3: you
1: need to get the job
4: done right at
1: AutoZone.
5: Get AutoZone.
1: Restrictions apply.
12: Do you know what brand sells the most work shoes in America? Skechers. Why? Skechers has the best-looking safety toe and slip-resistant shoes around. They've got superior quality and simply incredible prices, but many people get them just for the style. So you can enjoy tough, steel-toed protection and slip-resistant soles anywhere, even if you don't need them for work. And since they're Skechers, you know they're going to be comfortable with Skechers' exclusive air-cooled memory foam. Find your new pair of Skechers safety toe and slip-resistant work shoes at a Skechers store, at Skechers.com, or wherever work shoes are sold.
7: Now back to the biggest sports network on the planet, the Tony Bruno Sports Network That don't kill me, can only make me stronger.
10: I need you to hurry up, man, cause I can't wait much longer. I know I got to be right now. Cause I can't get much stronger. Man, I've been waiting
9: all night, man. That's how long I've been on ya. Yeah, yeah. Thursday. Is it too early to take the turkey out of the freezer and let it thaw out, Robin? Yes. I don't mean like out and leave it out to get all the. Food. When you go from the freezer to the fridge, it
8: takes like if you if you just let it defrost out uh, in in room temperature, a big turkey like that that takes almost two days. To I
9: know, defrost. but you put it in the fridge and you do a slow. Yeah. You know, you let it, well, you don't let it marinate. You marinate while the turkey's defrosted. Yeah, right. And I'll have more turkey tips. We still have to play the Tony turkey tips. We
8: will definitely get those.
9: They are are evergreen.
8: You know what? I might be able to find one.
9: Yeah, we got to play some turkey. Plus, we got to play more Snoop, Robin. I keep yelling at you to to bust out some more Snoops, and today's a big day in Snoop history.
8: Um, Sheepers. But you know what else we're going to bust out real quick? What? We, we we got have, the
9: text board active. The
8: text board is active and we have crack to sack text.
9: Crack to sack or as we say, crack That's the, the sack jack. jack. That's yes.
8: Actually it sounds like crack. I know it does. That's wait, why wait, I want to play it again and just hear these now, words. If you missed
9: the Florida update yes. earlier, there was a story about this couple, sixty-year-old <laughs> man, fifty-five year old woman having sex in public on a causeway, on the
8: causeway. up
9: in uh, Dunedin, Florida. Yes,
8: and John from Mayfair actually texted in, speaking of which. he crack said, the sack. Did he this, crack the sack? He said, this was like a mile from my old home, the Dunedin Causeway. It's right out there by Cooter's Raw Bar.
9: I know exactly where that is.
8: Nice broads in there. <laughs> nice <Yes>.
9: broad. <laughs> you want a frisky broad who wants to get naked on that causeway in Dunedin <laughs> on the way to looking for a Detroit Tiger preseason game? Or Pittsburgh Pirates up in that area?
8: No. Uh, on your way to
9: Clearwater to see the Phillies? He,
8: he also said sack to crack. In Philly, that's what happens when you're tired of your family at Christmas dinner and run down to Kensington for Avenue for an after-dinner rock blast. <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> crack to sack Jack. Sack. Crack the sack Jack. Crack <laughs> sack Jack.
9: I've never heard that term.
8: I have never and either. I, think,
9: I thought I heard everything. If anybody has ever heard crack the sack or is it sack to crack or crack to sack?
8: Crack. I gotta no, write him down. It's sack See, that's crack. what I'm saying.
5: Sack.
9: It, to remember, crack. you got to do repetition. Let us repeat again. Crack that's to the sack, fact, jack. jack. That's, that's a fact, jack. <laughs> that's what they were saying. That, that is. That's what they were saying. We never movie.
8: heard it. We never realized what they were saying. They are saying crack. sack that's to
5: sack.
9: Oh, crack. is it sack to crack? <laughs> so again yeah. sack or, or crack the sack
8: it's it's well i guess it depends it depends on who's who's bottom in this particular case he was bottom she was top so it's sack to crack but if it was turned around it could be crack to sack i guess this is too confusing i know um <laughs> Now, AJ Lopez, AJ in San Antonio says, cracked a sack. Bill Schoning says, thank you for a new song idea. That's the fact, Jack. That's the fact, Jack. I'm never going to be able to hear that the I same know. again.
5: I know.
9: God. See, that's why I moved to Florida. Where else you get 60 year old dudes and 55 year old broads bagging each other on the causeway in Dunedin?
8: It's a beautiful thing.
9: That's called showing cause, right
8: there. <laughs> <laughs> here, Tony Bruno. I found. I found it for you. Here you go.
9: Oh, here we go. Yeah. In case you missed it, Snoop Dogg. Snoop. Pop it like it's hot, baby. Drop it like it's hot. It's giving up smoke. He said, "Please respect his authority." and privacy at this time. When the pimp's in the crib, mom. Drop it like, like it's, it's hot. hot. Drop it like it's hot. hot. Drop it like it's hot. hot. When the pigs try to get at you. Pop like it hot. like it's hot. Rock it like it's hot. Rock it like it's hot.
10: get an attitude. Pop it like it's oh, hot. Oh, this is the cleaned
9: up version Pop for like all that. your children out Pop there, there like listening. i got
10: the on the and born and born I'm, born born born
4: I'm best if I got go oh. I'm a nice dude With some nice juice yeah. See these ice cubes See these ice, ice creams ice cream. Eligible bachelor Million dollar bow That's whiter than What's in your throat The phantom Exterior like fish eggs The interior like I can exercise you This could be your Cheat on your mamma, that's how you get it Excuse
9: me, hey, me while I whip this out, out. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs>
9: uh, Come on, Snoop.
8: So I want to remind people If you would like to call in uh, The last 20 minutes Of the God, Tony Bruno show flew it, by it today, flew, flew, flew We had some fantastic guests on um, uh, You can call us at 844-644-TONY 844 844-644- 644 8669. Yeah. Best number you've ever had in your entire life. Well, career. my
9: previous number was six eight six six nine well, when yes. I was at Fox.
8: Yes, but it didn't have the eight four four six four. No, four.
9: no, we got this, this is much easier to remember. 844 644 8669 I'd get it tattooed before the Kardashians steal this idea and get it tattooed inside their bottom of their lip on the inside. What is that area called? That's not the taint, that's a different area. When you, when you pull your front lip out, and that area you look it's down... It's an the inner and, lip. It's not the inner lip. It's down at the bottom. It's not on the actual lip itself. Inner gum line? I don't no. know what that is. Uh, when, like I'm doing right now. You what? pull your bottom, you pull it out like that, and then you see down, you got your teeth and then your gums, and all the way down is that oh. area. Is oh. that the taint? No. What's that called, per- perineum? The uh?
8: membrane lining the interior of the mouth is called the oral, oral mucosa.
9: Oh, I had some of that the other night. It's a little sloppy, though. You know, you get you get all. Is that uh, get the t- No, that way. oral mucosa. <laughs> oral. T- What's call it called is- now?
8: I'm a- I'm asking I'm asking Google right now.
9: Oral. I've never heard that term, and I'm I'm oral- pretty big in the science community.
8: Okay, the tattoo inside the lip is usually called the inner lip tattoo. So- no shit.
9: Mm. I want um, the scientific facts here, Robin. Jeepers!
8: Um, but they're, yeah, they're not calling it anything other than. What was this mucosa
9: than, well, thing that you came yeah, up with?
8: Oral mucosa is the the inner lip lining, which That's is what, what they, I'm talking
9: about. Yeah. You
8: know what I'm saying? I like I like if if anybody has an <laughs> inner lip tattoo, we're gonna say that you got your oral mucosa. It just sounds tattooed. so much better. Yeah, it or- sounds erotic actually. Oral mucosa.
9: Oral mucosa don't leave home
8: without it yes because it's so wonderful when you bare your lip like that with all your gums and teeth showing so that you can show off why your... not just
9: get a grill with the tony you know do yeah. we have enough teeth to put the digits in there you know how everybody gets grills and shit and then you can make the fake ones so i'll make a fake grill with my phone number on it like 844 how many teeth do i have in front here 844644 and then tony on the bottom That's right. It's gotta be tony. Eight six six nine and these I'm bottom sure that's, teeth.
8: That's real sexy. It's
9: not about sexy. It's about mar- it's about merchandising, Robin. What's the matter with you? You know
8: what's even better than that? Because what? If you get if you get the tattoo on the inside, you, you always have to like do this weird like horse maneuver to show your bottom lip and it's gonna it does not look sexy at all. I don't care who the F you are. That is not sexy to go, Oh look, I got
9: Who are you to determine what's sexy, Robin? How do you know some people aren't turned on by that? How do you know people aren't turned on by the septic them ring.
8: Well, if you are, then good for you. But you know, you know what is more practical. What did you see in in <laughs> hello? Did you see in um, the? I think it was the original Raiders of the Lost Ark, where one of his students, because he was a teacher at the beginning, right? That's right. Um, had written, um, "I want you" on her eyelids, so she was looking at the teacher, and then when he was looking at her, she closed her eyes, and it says. I want you on it.
9: They did that in the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes,
8: because you know he was sexy, and she's a college student. Are you sure? I thought they just Young put eyeballs
9: Luba. on there, different eyeballs. Nope, nope. Are you? Which is, are you serious? I've seen that movie fifty times. In what scene does this occur? Not when the guy rips the heart out of the guy in that hanging basket. Yeah, that thing. was
8: that was one of the worst movies. Like, I didn't
9: see the uh, new one. It should yeah. be on cable by now. I hope so. The, the latest one, what was it called? Indiana Jones and the Nursing Home? Something like that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like Indiana no. Bones better, yes. which is the name of your son's dog. But yes. Indiana Bones would be a good porn movie name, right?
8: It would have been, but it's yeah. also a really great dog name. And so my, grand, my grand, puppy,
9: your grand puppy, or our
8: grand puppy. Is he
9: my grand puppy too? He
8: is your grand puppy too. Uh, who is a fantastic dog? Is a is a husky. Um,
9: uh, he's a, co- a border border collie. collie
8: mix. So what do they call those? Husky. Uh, husky. I don't know. H- border husky. I don't
9: no, know. it's an osky. Osky. <laughs> I think so.
8: Anyway, uh, he's a wonderful, awesome dog, and his name is Indiana Bones, exactly or Indy right. for short.
9: Indy. Meanwhile. We have open lines right now. You wanna, if you, ever, you had something to get off your chest, and I don't mean like your bra or anything else, but if you'd like to send bra pictures, bra, then do that too. The phone number, 844-644-TONY. The text line is active again, as always. We got afternoon hockey action in Sweden we need an update on Speaking that, Rob.
8: hockey, we do have an update regarding um, the incident that happened over in the UK.
9: But that was two days ago, Robin. We don't repeat. But we didn't,
8: we didn't talk about it, though. We talked like about said, it a little we bit. We talked about it when it first happened. That
9: no, we-, we talked about that. They, the, the amazing thing when the story broke two days ago. I see it, and they didn't offendify. That whoever broke it, it was a European news service. So I was skeptical at first because I didn't recognize the source. And so it said, there has been an arrest in the skate blade manslaughter of a ho- American hockey player who played for the Phantoms, the Flyers yeah. minor league team, and played for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and then he went over to England and was playing in this league. And, and everybody knows the, the story Nottingham by now. Panthers. A skate leg, a skate blade. blade came up when the guy was spinning around cut his throat.
5: Matt
8: Petgrave. The, Matt um, Petgrave
9: was the guy. the guy. By the way, he went back to play again,
8: uh-huh. and, they and he gave on. him a
9: standing ovation. I know.
8: I don't understand that. But whatever. The, the, he has been charged with manslaughter. Now, I did not know this. Did you know that he this he was not the first person to have died because of skating uh, accidents? Um, the um, It would be rare, but not unprecedented for a hockey player to be charged um, Jacinto Jim Boney was charged in Italy with culpable homicide after he slashed Miran Schrotz in the chest during a game on January 14, 1992, and Schrotz died as a result of a cardiac event, and he pleaded guilty to manslaughter. So this is not the first time something like this has happened. And then in recent history, two NHL players have been charged with a crime in Canada for on-ice action. Um, those two were Marty McSorley and Todd Bertuzzi.
9: Yeah, Bertuzzi, Robin.
8: Bertuzzi. By the way, we ha- it is a final now over there in the NHL Global Series, Robin.
9: He swings for the fences and he buries it. The Energizer OT winner with only seconds left on the clock in a thriller in uh, not Manila, somewhere in Sweden. And you know, the Swedes always make good stuff. Your Ottawa Senators, seconds left in overtime, takes it out of the air and slaps it by the Detroit goaler. And Tim Stutzel, which they sell in Sweden, it's a lovely divert- dessert thing. You put some uh, powdered sugar on it. Tim Stutzel. When you have a U and you have the two little dots on top, how would you pronounce that? It looks like stutzel. Stutzel. Stutzel.
8: Stu. U. Stu. Stutzel. No, U. 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 Stutzel. Is he
9: Swedish? What would stutzel be? No, it no. sounds like schnitzel.
8: It's an umlaut, so that would be in German.
9: Yeah. You're a sense. Go, sends, go, as someone once said. From Ottawa, eh? There you have it. Tim with a walk-off home run for the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> the Ottawa Senators posted on their f- official Twitter suite. Uh, Tim with a walk-off home run for the Ottawa Senators. It is a 5-4, to four, and I hope you have the over.
8: Tony Bruno. Yes,
9: in overtime.
8: We're going to bring the fabulous Angel Martinez from Martinez Company in. Oh, that's for-
9: right. We're almost at the end of the broadcast yes. day. Well, not our broadcast day, at least.
8: Angel, are you there? Hello? 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 Since when
9: have they been calling walk off, since when have they been calling overtime goals in the final seconds walk off homers? And yet, st- 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 t- takes Estoy it out of the air, but his, is it, is but he... remember the stick was not above his uh, head and neck area. It's like a little swing and a, he like, like got a nice little sweet swing, waist high. Let me watch it again for the 15th time. Yeah, he takes it out of the air and he goes, bam,
8: right can in the net. Can you really not make that oo sound?
5: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
8: no, it's not oo. <laughs> 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 like, how would you say Stubing?
9: Well, that's a. Uh,
8: Stuttgart.
9: Stubing went to general. They're no, he was the just... captain Schnoobing on the love boat, wasn't yes. he? stubi
8: no Stu,
9: stü Stu, studio stu,
5: stu. here so in the funny stu, 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 stu you can't
8: make that you can't make that noise <laughs> we're waiting for the fabulous no he says uh angel are you there
9: i sure oh, am oh
8: there you are Stutzel.
9: You know. So your thoughts did you did you have your Ottawa Senators defeating the Detroit Red Wings or Detroit in Sweden today on a closing second line drive Tim Stutzel, goal to win it in the closing seconds. That's another walk-off. Does that count in the NFL as one of those walk-off wins? Absolutely, when it's overtime and you put the pipe in the neck by hitting it waist-high. It's a thing of beauty, eh? Five seconds, four, three, two. Clock hit 2.1 seconds, and that's when he put it in. As they say, go sends, go. Not send Sens. Those things are terrible. Do you ever have a send send, Angel? What is that? Uh, they were no, little no things nice you put in your mouth for your breath, but they are nasty tasting. Look up SenSens. I think they still send them, mm. sell them, not send them. Sen Now,
8: for those of you listening, this is Angel Martinez from Martinez and Company. As, and exactly,
9: on, he sounded good. Now we had some uh, technical. On, we had like a power burst, and Robin uh, almost got hit by a tree last night, just trying to come here and save the Tony Bruno Sports. Like, she he put her life on the line, and more importantly, the radio. My, my Ford Ram twenty five hundred. <laughs> gigantic Hemi, the biggest Hemi known to man, the best Hemi. And she put her life on the line in a pouring, windy, wind-driven rain just to make sure we can get this baby back on the air
10: yeah and believe me, I commend Ms Robin Ford because again anybody else would have said where, where matter of fact wheres uh, where's Jim from from the weather channel? He
9: should have been out there with Ms Robin I know Jim Cantore was out there. <laughs> actually Jim Cantore wouldn't have been able to stand up. That's how bad oh, that's the it. conditions were oh. last night. He would have been holding on to that remember that video the guy holding on to the what, yes. thing
8: and then the woman walks behind uh, him. Oh yeah and,
9: then, and it was, I think it was I think it was what's his name at, at CNN. Right? It, was, yeah. it was what's his name? Uh, yeah. Anderson Cooper yes. was like, yes. Oh, out there, and he's out there, and he's getting blown. And then somebody walks by in a small puddle behind him. And he's acting yeah. like he's going to get blown off. Well, maybe he has been blown off the world, but you know, hey, whatever you like, whatever floats your boat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs>
8: Yes, I went through wind and sleet and snow and rain to get here last night and make sure that I had. It was. I think I would have just left it until the morning if it weren't for that weird machine gun sound that anybody. That yeah, tried it out was the rain, crazy. It was wild. We were
9: coming out of Publix after getting some provisions before you know during the storm. We weathered the storm and we were stronger than the storm. I had to shovel a half inch of rain right out of the parking spot <laughs> to be able to make it back in there. By the way, the the Tim Stuzel guy. Uh, after the game in Sweden in the global games, who scored that game-winning goal for your Ottawa Senators, he was asked if he heard the term before, he was familiar with the term walk-off home run after his game winner, and he said he doesn't really like baseball because it's too boring. And then Brady Kachuk appreciated his technique, though. He says, I saw a lot of home runs at Busch Stadium when I was younger. So Brady Kachuk knows baseball, but Tim Stutzl, did not know what a walk-off home run was. And neither did the Phillies in the last two games of the National League Championship Series. And by the way, Changel, did you see last night the 76ers in their game against Boston, they had their manager. What's the guy's name, the manager? You know what I'm saying. Nick Who's nurse? the Phillies? What's that? Nick Nurse? No, not the Sixers. The Phillies, because they ring the bell. They have a celebrity come out and ring the bell at midcourt before oh. the game.
10: Yeah, they have, uh, oh, crap.
9: See how fast we forget the Phillies manager after they blow the two games, the last two mm-hmm. games.
10: Yep. Uh, uh, damn, Rob Thompson. Yeah,
9: Rob Thompson. Not the Rob Thompson, of course, was in Matchbox Twenty. Yeah. Wasn't Different that the one. same guy? So you know they no. give him a little. Rob they Thomas. give him a little thing to hit the bell, uh-huh. and you're not really you're hitting the bell, but it's just, it's right. it's digital. It's, right. So he swings and misses. They get three shots. They get to hit the bell at center court. Three times, and just like his Phillies hitters did in the last two games,
7: he swing it? and a miss. He struck him
8: <laughs> out. It's a small, but how do you miss? It's it? It's a big
9: Liberty Bell recreation, and all you, you sure got to do is hit it with a little, a little uh, knocker, and he swings and misses on the first try. Wow! And the fans didn't even boo him. Well, that's Tony- the hardest thing. I would have been there booing, wouldn't you, Angel? If you were there, yeah, I. I would have, because
10: it makes no sense. It it is a big, like you cannot miss it. But I guess you know that that counts for the Phillies debacle at the end of the season. So yeah, I I would have laughed. If not, I'd at least pointed a laugh, even though it's <laughs> wrong. But what do I care? <laughs> We're back in Philly. It's what you do. <laughs> now,
8: By the way, we, that... just, we just made an arrangement today, which is one of the reasons, other than than the fact that Angels coming on with Martinez and company right yes. after us. Yes, but. We made an agreement today on the air, behind the scenes, via text.
9: Well, is, this a, is this a, do I have to sign any papers in the back room with, uh, what's his name, uh, in people's court? Remember back in the day? Uh, My Judge Wapner? No, no, yeah, well, the original one. And, you, and then you had to go guys. in the back room uh, and sign some papers. Doug Llewellyn would say that's yes. it. All oh, right, we have tough. some papers for you to sign on the way out.
8: But, yeah. uh, but Angel, you are already, you were already scheduled to get married. Um, yes. with a beautiful, beautiful Debbie. And um, when you heard that Tony was an ordained minister... Yes.
9: I'm almost ready to be moved up to Cardinal and then eventually replace the Pope if we can find some smoke. Because you know when you have the white smoke, we have a Pope. When it's the black smoke, smoke, it ain't a Pope yet, and it's just Snoop trying to give up weed. Yeah. And by the way, I got to ask you about the weed. We'll get back to the marriage thing. Snoop getting off of smoke... Your thoughts, Angel. Do you believe this is a, a real story that he wants his, his privacy respected at this time because he's going to give up smoke?
10: There's no way. If, if Willie Nelson, he said that Willie Nelson is the only person that ever outsmoked him, there's no way in the world that Snoop is giving up. This, this must be for a new line of Snoop filament that might be coming out somewhere, but I don't believe by any means whatsoever he's given up smoke. After all these years, no way. It's Come impossible, on. man.
9: It's what? like me giving up red wine. It's like Robin giving up shoes. It's just <laughs> it's not going to happen.
5: It ain't going to happen, folks. <laughs> hell. No.
9: What you got coming up tonight? Now you heard the you heard Warren Moon, and who doesn't love Warren Moon? He's one of my favorite athletes. People, any way you want, any way you want to paint it, Warren Moon is a living legend.
10: I just like how he said that he's not going out to breakfast because it's too early because he's been partying all night long. So he'll go to brunch, <laughs> and then when he talked about doing the two-step drop. He goes, yeah, I'll come back if I can do a two-step drop. Other than that, you know, I'm pretty much good. But listen, he sounds, for 66, he sounds great. And he it, looks it great. I
9: guarantee you he can run around out there, oh, yeah. make some moves, you know, duke some, you know, juke somebody out, and then dump off a little screen pass, unlike Zach Wilson, who can't seem to accomplish even that much, or another Alabama guy out there, you know, your New England Patriots, the guy who's absolutely shot now mentally, physically, and every, every way else. Everywhere else. You know what I'm saying? Is that Bill Belichick? Not Bill. Oh, he's shot, too. But Not he's going to get another deal somewhere if he does. But I'm yeah. talking about their, their quarterback who was benched in the last drive. My Uh-oh. Geez. Somebody's at the door.
8: I don't have time.
9: Someone's knocking at the door. Did we have a delivery. Is, is that speedy delivery? Is that Mr. McFeely? Who's at the door? Yeah. Oh, that's Jerry and Cat coming in here. No, How about that? Our friends Jerry and Cat, who have our truck have just come in to pick us. Jerry, get in here. I want to hear, I want to get some reaction. Jerry, do you believe that Snoop Dogg is going to give up smoking marijuana? No. Of course not. That would be like Jerry giving up rum and coke, not uh, bourbon and coke and Jack. No, Jack and Coke. Whatever you have.
8: Neither of those are going to happen.
9: Exactly. Uh, No. Well, Angel, we got, everything's run well today. We've had now three consecutive shows get off without a hitch. And we're counting on you. To make it a perfect four for what? Four for four. Four. Are you a four for four four four. guy, by the way? Four! I sure am. Exactly right, man. Well, Angel, he's coming up next. Lots to talk about. Thursday night football, Cincinnati and Baltimore. All kinds of football news, NBA news, Snoop Dogg news. Remember, smoke them if you got them. But don't do drugs. Don't text and drive. And God bless America. It's still the greatest place on earth. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Angel Martinez and company coming up next right here on the Tony Bruno Sports Network. This knife has a straight edge on it, so it's very easy. Maybe
5: in our world here, to live a happy little mountain.
7: Sports network tony didn't event sports radio he perfected it
0: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohoo a hand clapper, a high fiver
1: 18 plus.